James Whale on Talk Radio. So we're about to finish. Let's ask Ian Lee's coming in here now. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hi, Ian Lee. Go on, ask him. What would you do, what would you educate yourself in with ten grand? If you could, you know, That's someone right. gave you ten grand and you yes. go, now educate yourself in something, what would you Because I'm too old, um, you two could get it. We're still old. young enough to change our we'll careers. Go, you're well, young. I would spend... You can't teach an old horse new tricks. I would spend the first half te- going on an advanced dri- driving course. Why would you yeah. do an advanced driving course? I'm not a very good driver. And then I'd spend the other £8,000... Uh, um, I'm retaping the advanced Driver. Why are you not? What, what, what's worrying you? Because Ash is a superb driver. He could yeah. give. Yeah. I'd spend yeah. ten grand and hire you as my chauffeur. I'll teach you. I'll do, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll do that. He, he does avoidance go. techniques and all that. He's I can do the reverse J turn in case you know they tried to kidnap us. Yeah, which mm. could be possible. Can you do that thing? You don't really see it anymore. Where you can go up on two wheels and go through a narrow alleyway. Yeah, not enough people are doing that. They when don't you go do on that. the roads now. You don't you see kids doing in that. The seventies and the eighties. Yeah, we all drive around on two wheels. Do it anymore. Back in the 80s. Well, I'll leave them discussing their security arrangements. Uh, and uh, hopefully you, um, see you tomorrow night well, from 7 o'clock. You swap with the don't go anywhere. So Talk radio, you your election you station. Back no, with well, Ian Lee yeah. after the news. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of...
man. Yeah, yeah, you drop that Georgia. Keep going. Baby, baby, and I had the great pleasure on Saturday night, before it all went tits up and our, our whole uh, careers ended, we had the great pleasure of singing that song, Alan. Do you know to whom we sang it? Was it Alan Rabbit Hole? Yep, yes. But to whom? Whom was in the audience and to whom did we sing that song? Was it the late singer Republica? It was Saffron from Republica was there. We sang Drop Dead Gorgeous to Saffron. We weren't sure if she would take it in the spirit it was intended. And she shouted uh, midway through the first verse, Go on, Car! <laughs> it was brilliant. She loved it, Alan. Wow. Yeah, she loved it. And we have struck up a deal where if ever she is too sick to play a Republica concert, Kath is going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to Monday night. Late night, I'm really revealing the way Who are you, madam? Oh, me, Catherine Boyle. Every four, 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 nine, nine, one, five, seven, I'm cool. Good night, Alan. Thank you. There we go. It's as simple as that. We must have enough of Alan Caddick recorded now to create an Alan bot. Robo Caddick. Uh, exactly. We don't need him to call in anymore. There, there, there's some technical people. Hey, who, what happened to the kid that was going to do an app for this show? GCSE. Yeah, they finished months ago. He's either done really well and has gone off to Cambridge or Oxford, uh, or he did really badly and he's descended into uh, Hooch. 0344-499-1000, Late Night Alternative, I'm Ian Lee. We know who you are because you have been introduced. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a the, the, the show, phone-in show, unlike any other. We try and avoid all politics and all Brexit and all of that stuff. But can I just say, hello, please, please mute your computer. You're the producer of this show. I know. And your studio etiquette is... Oh, oh. Oh, oh, forgive me. Sorry? I'll mute my computer. Yeah. If you can promise oh. to stifle the farts. Wow. We've gone, we gone straight. We're going to talk about etiquette. We've gone straight in there. You know I have a medical condition. Well, so do I. Forgetfulness. Shitty arseoitis. <laughs> no, don't, because this is one of the things I want to talk about. I want to stop swearing. Yeah. I should. I swear... We've got, we've got you a, can't come back I, with well, the usual. Well, here's the thing. I can come back with the usual. We have a... There we go. Now. <laughs> oh I had to dump myself there. I had to dump myself. Yet again. That was definitely aimed at her. Don't worry. Um, no, I would like to stop 
swearing. I would like that too. Um, because I think I, this is a genuine thing, by the way. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, I think I definitely swear too much. Okay, I definitely swear too much, and I think there's too much swearing in the world. And obviously, you you when there is too much swearing, you lose a little bit of the weight. You know, a good F-bomb, a good S-bomb, occasional good C-bomb. My kids um, still think, um, they talk about the F-word and the S-word and the C-word, and they're seven and nine, and I say to them, well, what is... I've told you this before, they went to a film and they said, uh, with their mum, and they came and saw me, and they said, it was great, it had the C-word in. I went, what? Thinking their mother took them to a, f- I said, what, 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 it got to you? No, no, no one's in trouble here. What, what was the C word? Crap. <sighs> so they still think that that is the C word. But, um, there's, there's too much swearing in the world, okay? And I would like to stop because they think it's lazy. I don't think it's any use to anybody whatsoever. Um, but I don't know how to stop. I've been saying this for about a year now that I would like, to swear less, and we swear on this show a little bit, I would like to cut that out completely. Um, but I don't know how to stop. So if anyone has any suggestions on how to stop, don't say swear box. No, I was going to say, can I attach electrodes to your nips? Please do, but let's talk about that after we discuss <laughs> the swear. I still think it's a great idea, and I still want to do this, where we get two TENS machines, <laughs> the things that give you uh, electric shocks, and the callers phone up, and they say, to whom do they want to give an electric shock? <laughs> and also, what number between one and ten? Oh, no. And we do it. And no. we do it. But no, Catherine has not been able to find us uh, two tens machines. No. We're I, all out. I don't. Here's the thing. With uh, I can let you into the secret, dear listener, with uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of It coming up. I think it starts on the 17th. Uh, which I guess is this Friday or Saturday. I don't really know. Yeah, Sunday. I, I was in it. Uh, I was in it. it really? Uh, I was in it. Which one were you? Uh, I was Gemma Collins. I wanted a ham sandwich. It wasn't forthcoming. I left. <laughs> I, was I in don't it. need the money, babe. I was in it, and <laughs> I had to do one task, and it was it was very very funny task where um, thick boxer Amir Khan was dressed as a cat, I think, or a skunk or something, <laughs> and he had to. I had to guide him through like a bric-a-brac shop in the middle of the jungle. And, um, every time he knocked something over, I would get an electric, I would get a, 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 an electric shock, right? And he was terrified. It was funny because he, he thought there were, he was terrified of everything. He thought there were, there were snakes and, and shiz there. And there wasn't, there was nothing. It was just, it, so it just, it took like two hours for, you know, two minutes of TV. But, um, the electric shock things were, basically what it, he would knock something over and then, the, the, some member of the production team would, would hit a button and I'd go, jeez! And, um, I think, where, where were they? I, I, I want to say my nipples, but I, I seem to remember them being in my thighs as well. So they would... Not the buttocks. No, 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 no. So they would, um, they would zap me, right? And then, I'm so honest, but then after, and it took two hours to film this, and after about 10 minutes, they stopped working. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm really sorry, guys. I'm not getting the electric shocks. Is she sweaty? 
Um, I don't think it was sweater. I just think it was really cheap equipment. <laughs> and so they stopped and they came and they reapplied the electric shocks and they did all that. And then for the next 10 minutes, yeah, it's all working. And then it happened again. I said, really sorry, guys. I'm not getting that electric shock. They came and did it again. The third time, the electric shocks were very intermittent. And the third time they went, can you just pretend? <laughs> and I went, I went, I can do, but really? They went, yeah, can, could you just pretend? And I've, that's one of the few bits of that series I've seen back. And you can really tell. I'm not a very good actor, as anyone who will have seen my sitcom, The Persuasionist, will attest. I'm not a very good actor. So um, you can see when I'm doing fake electric shocks. Show me. I, I, so, right, so, so a fake one is do it. <laughs> it involves jogging. <laughs> it involves jogging. It involves jogging. <laughs> so, um, so, no, so no, I've not, uh, whatever the point of that was. Have we started? Oh, yeah, anyway. we were talking about perhaps affixing them to ourselves, but unfortunately I can't obtain the equipment. We don't do politics, but let me just say this. I press that nuclear button right now. The way I'm feeling at the moment, where is that nuclear button? I press it. Right now, big thing that um, one of the MP. I also remember it today is Remembrance Day proper. Would you press a nuclear button? Well, hang on a second, guys. It's the eleventh of the eleventh. Can we not wait until tomorrow? Can we? Can we continue to remember how bad it was <laughs> before we start a new one? Let's wait until tomorrow, and then maybe we'll have we'll, we'll play philosophical mind games together. And all the parties are now saying, "Well, I'll, we would push it. We will push it straight away." Well, we, here's the thing. I'll push it now. With uh, just give me the button. I'm pushing it now. I don't give a stuff. I'm going to destroy everybody in a nuclear war. Even the little kittens? Yeah, well, no, don't get me started on kittens. We're, we're entering a new phase of insanity in my house. I am now become a mad cat man. I live on my own. Except for I now, I don't have three cats anymore. I have five cats now. <laughs> five cats. I went and got the cats on Saturday. I've made a very, very bad decision in getting two more cats. We'll discuss that and more. Dave, you're going to be up next. 0344-499-1000. This is the Late Night Alternative. Thank you, Tracy. Tens machines are for sale in Asda by the pharmacy counter. This could be... We're going to press the nuclear button at some point this week. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Okay, they they do sell tens machines. I've just ordered two tens no, machines. No, please don't. Sorry, oh. it'd be a laugh. I don't like it. They're coming tomorrow. But does this hurt? TPN two hundred plus tens machine, dual channel tens machine for pain relief. I don't want anyone getting any relief out of this, unless it's your thing, Catherine. I don't know. But is this going to hurt you? I've ordered two. Why? I should get them tomorrow. Why? Hey, speaking of deliveries, I'm getting, I've had to get a new bathroom because my bathroom wasn't great when I moved in, but I could live with it for a few years. But it was an old lady's bathroom, B-Day and carpet and stuff. And then I had a little leak and a plumber came around and, and, and messed up the bathroom, right? So I've got to, I've kind of been forced on me to order a new bathroom. Luckily, I'm, I'm in a position where I can, I can do that and, you know, I can do that. You can manage. I can manage, right? It's not great, but I can manage. So I've ordered, we went to a bathroom store, you helped me choose yeah. stuff, and the bathroom store, the whole, not even, in the, I've got a builder, not even the building, just the, the stuff was seven grand, mm-hmm. right? Forget the tiles, because we get them from tops. So the whole stuff was about five and a half grand, right? And then I went online and ordered almost identical stuff. Yeah. How, why? 
How did you get the info about online? Well, I've, I've known about the internet for ages. Because what are you talking about? I've got, I've had, I've had, uh, first of all I had Ask Jeeves, then I had Yahoo, mm. and now I've got Bing. Okay, well, because I'm also getting my bathroom done, and I went, listen, my plumber said, have a look on go. here. Here we go. And you'll get it for cheap. All right, Catherine, you invented cheaper things online. No, all right, and then you, you went, oh, it won't be a lot thank cheaper. You. And then I get a phone call saying, oh, I've saved myself grand. I've saved myself um, nearly three grand. So thank you, Catherine. You're right. You're right. You're welcome. Credit That's what I was looking for. Credit where it's due. You invented cheaper things online. I well have done. Told you. You, well done, Catherine. Let you spend hey, it. Catherine. Well done. You've just killed the high street. Congratulations. You must be very proud of yourself. Well done. All those jobs, mother care, gone. When's that ten pushing coming? British home stores oh. gone. Woolington, Woolworths, Woolingtons. Is British home stores gone? I'm gonna say yes because I haven't seen it. Um, but so these guys, so the the majority of the bath stuff is coming tomorrow. The bath itself is coming on Thursday, right? But the majority of the stuff is coming tomorrow. So I've ordered it online, and here's the thing where you screwed up big time, baby. Um, so I, I ordered all this stuff, and then I keep getting texts saying your delivery's coming on Tuesday. I know it's coming on Tuesday. Your delivery's coming on Tuesday. Okay, fine. And then I bothered to read the emails they've been sending me. It's curbside delivery only. Once it's off the van, it's your responsibility to get it inside. Make sure you've got someone there to help you. What? I don't have any friends. So I've got to carry two toilets, a bath, shower doors and sides, in a sinks, into my house, alone. Alone again, naturally. I've got to do that. What ridiculous deli- bathroom delivery service doesn't, it's, a, it's one bloke in a van. What ridiculous bathroom delivery service doesn't have two people delivering baths? Answer, answer me, please. A really cheap one. Okay, well, you're a, you're a, um, a slacker. See, this is why you got no friends. I've got a friend here. Dave's just called in. Evening, Dave. Hello, mate. Long time no speak. Yes, definitely friendly. The good, um, good friend of mine, Dave. I haven't spoke to you for about um, eight years and just found you again on the radio. I was wondering um, when you were going to call in, Dave. I was just talking about Dave yesterday, wasn't I, Kath? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, well, you, you was um, supposed to come on a train ride with me, if you remember rightly. Long, long time ago. I was supposed to come on a... Are you a tr- you're the tube driver? That's me. Hey! David, where's your toothers? David is, uh, are you still a tube driver? <laughs> yes, I am. Of course yeah. you are. Why would you give up that cushy job? Um, Why would I? So, well, hang on. I, yes, I was, I do remember this. I was invited to go and sit on Dave's knee in his cabin as he drives his, um, un- dip, 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 uh, yeah. Hmm? Really, right? As he drives his little choo-choo through the underground. But then you told me that it wasn't strictly legal. Of course it's legal. You told me that it was against the rules. Of course it's legal. I just asked for ask, I have to ask for permission first. It's oh, fine. Okay, can me and Kath come and sit on your, your knee? Uh, you can sit in the train. Kath, you want to go and drive? And can we have a go? Uh, no. I'm not bothered then. I want to drive yeah. it. I want to drive it. Can I surf yeah. it? Can I sit on the top and surf it? No. People have tried that and they got dragged off, do you remember? Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Pulled off. Pardon, what did she say? Nothing. Okay, okay, okay. Um, about your, your swearing. Yes, sir. Um, I've got a quote here from Billy Connolly. It says, okay. a lot of people say... Do it in the accent. L- I know it. A lot of people say there's a lack of vocabulary. Ooh. 
that makes you swear. Rubbish. I know thousands of words, but I still prefer F-U-C-K. Okay, we well, spelt it. I don't know where we are. I don't think we're allowed to spell it no, even, yeah. are we? We're not allowed to... I, Sorry, I know it's late night, but I don't know if you're allowed to say the word on air. So no, you're, um, you're not allowed to say that word. I don't think you're allowed to spell the F word. You certainly can't. Please do not for one second think you can. You certainly cannot spell the C word. No, no I wouldn't. Definitely wouldn't. Definitely wouldn't. And your bathroom, by the way. Yes, Dave. Why didn't you just um, say to the guys in the shop, listen... I found it cheaper online. What can you do? Screw them. Screw them. I hate that. They <laughs> should... Here's the thing, right? They should give you the cheapest one first. Just, just, just... Uh, all that stuff of, well, we think we can probably do a deal. No. Just give me the cheapest price. Make that the first price that you give me the cheapest price, please. Never works. You know if you bought a car? Yeah. When you go to buy a car, they yeah. never give you the price that you're going to pay. No. So, you haggle. But here's the thing, they do, they do give me the price at the start, because my haggling never works because they look at me and they smell jungle money. (laughs) It's true, they they go, you that guy off the telly? No, you are, ka-ching! Because of course we're all multi-millionaire tax evaders. You said it. I, I meant it. (laughs) Dave, very nice to talk to you, speak to you in another 18 years, thank you very much indeed. What were you doing for Remembrance Sunday, and where's your poppy? My, po- I have got a poppy actually. Where and I bought, is your? And I bought poppy. several for my children. They keep losing them. Where so, is your poppy? It's on my best coat. Um, I didn't get a poppy this year. Didn't get a poppy this year. Never mind. I hear there's a poppy suit going. Did you see that one at the football? Oh, go on. I mean, there are ways to remember, well, and, um, and, and, and and usually it's in the most dignified way possible, but uh, anyone who's been on Twitter this weekend will have seen a rather remarkable sight, which was, well, what can only be described as, I think, a kid in a poppy suit yeah. and clown shoes dancing its way onto, no, not dancing, being led onto a pitch where everyone was going to have the two-minute silence. Poppy suit. I do like the competition. Who's got the biggest poppy? Yeah. Um, I did have kind of the two-minute silence. It was a bit tricky. Um, I had my kids with me. That's not what made it tricky. But we were going to family swim at our local pool, which is eleven till twelve. And as we're going in, they, the, the lad said, "Just to let you know, we will be um, observing the two-minute silence." I'm thinking, family swim. Okay. No splashing. Yeah, and he said, so we'll blow the whistle at 11. I was like, all right, wicked, thank you very much. And then we were in the changing rooms, and we heard the whistle go. So my boys are kind of talking. I'd, I'd said, you know, before we talked about it, and they were doing the homework on Remembrance Sunday, and I said, um, I said, do you know what you're supposed to do during the two minutes? And they went, shut up. I said, well, yeah, but I, you, I like to think about, you know, people that have died in wars. I also like to think about people I've known that I've lost. And, you know, don't have to just necessarily remember soldiers. You can remember people that have, have passed. I remember my dad and he was in the army. And, you know, it's just, it's just nice to think about other people. Right? And I, okay. And then the whistle went and they were kind of chatting. And then there were some mums who didn't stop talking. And then the boys went and got in the pool for the last 90 seconds. And I'm just stood in my swimmers. At the, I said, I'll be in in a second. I'll be in in a second. I'm just stood at the, the Saluting? Pool. Didn't, no, 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 I wasn't saluting. You get chucked out for that. I was just stood 
at the pool side, in my trunks and my hands in front of me. Be respectful. My head down. And this is exactly what I was thinking. I don't know if I look like a twonk. That's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking about others. It wasn't about those that... Part. I don't know if I look like an idiot. This is very uncomfortable. That was it. That was what I was thinking. Well, just be glad you've got the freedom to be a twonk. Well, exactly. And then we had a great swim. Um, so never forget. Always remember, never forget. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Okay. Um, Furious Britons. I wanted to talk about the poppy before, and I couldn't quite get, couldn't quite find the language to do it that would not seem unnecessarily uh, uh, unpleasant. Um, so, uh, but anyway, Furious Britons today hit back at David Starkey's shameful slurs about Remembrance Sunday imposing poppy fascism by pointing out the fallen died for freedom, not fascism, and that no one is forced to take part. I, and I was, this is what I want to talk about, poppy fascism, but I didn't want to use the word fascism because I, I think it's unnecessarily combative in this situation. But... There is, there has been, I didn't really experience it this year, but there has been in the past a real, where's your poppy? Where's your poppy? If you go on a TV show, they have poppies in the green room. I've done it on Sky. Um, maybe the BBC, but certainly on Sky, they have, before you go on, um, you're not wearing a poppy. Can we, can I put a poppy on for you? And that seems to me, that's wrong. That's not. If you've got, if you go, oh God, yeah, please do, I've, I've got my poppy on the other thing. Yeah, sure, fine. But if it's just so... So you don't get told off. You don't get told off. Sky and the BBC don't get told off. Well, that's wrong. That's wrong. If you've made no donation and you, you, it's wrong. Um, the TV historian, uh, 74, suggested the annual commemoration had become a crazy religious ritual. Religious, okay, that's interesting. In which people had to prove they were thinking of the war dead. I've not seen the whole quote. I don't know if it was a TV program or an interview or a piece that he wrote, but f- these little bits they've cherry-picked for this article for the Mail Online, and bear in mind they normally cherry-pick the worst bits, the most sensationalist bits. Don't get the religious thing, but I'm agreeing... I'm agreeing with the sentiment. I also think that he's free to express that sentiment because of those that gave their lives in the war. That's the, that's the thing, is that you're allowed to not wear a poppy and say, I don't want to wear a poppy because those people, in part because those people get sacrificed their lives. Also, does it necessarily mean if you don't wear a poppy that you're not respectful of that sacrifice? Mm. That's the thing that I don't really get. You can be respectful, you can understand, you can be empathetic, you can think that what they did was, oh, w- was you know, tragic and courageous and all these things without having to show it anyone else, surely. Well, 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 I've just seen some more quotes he's done. Again, it's taken out of context. Can we, can we find the entire context He's known this? for saying things oh, God, yeah. because he don't give a monkeys. Can we find the entire context? Because we're going to come to some controversial stuff in a second. But before that, let's read some of the Twitter comments that have fueled this story. His disgraceful comments were criticised by... His comments were disgra- uh, criticised as disgraceful by Twitter users who suggested Mr Starkey had missed the point of the event. Martin wrote, saddened by David Starkey's comments on so-called poppy fascism... It's not remotely true. Nobody is forced to wear a poppy, and everywhere I go, only about 40% tops are nowadays wearing one. Not very successful fascism. Another Twitter user wrote, Yesterday, when we took communion, we were reminded of the instruction, do this in remembrance of me. 
it's important because he knew we are human and forget. So once a year to pause and not only remember, but try to imagine what they sacrifice for freedom isn't fascism. Um, Mr. Starkey also argued, and here we go, that now servicemen and women volunteer to defend their country because they want to do it. Okay, it's fair enough. Even claiming some enjoy killing and should not be praised for it. I'd need the full context. I suspect there probably are some that do enjoy it. Tiny, 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 tiny minority. Tiny minority. I suspect there probably are. Um, photographer Andrew Hazard took particular exception to this claim, branding the outspoken historian an idiot. Uh, Mr. Stark, oh, he speaks on the Telegraph's Chopper, tele, speaking on the Telegraph's Chopper's Brexit podcast, Mr. Starkey said acts of remembrance had become a crazy religious ritual. He added, it, it's become abstracted, I can't do it, it's become abstracted from reality. There is what we call poppy fascism. We're both suffering from it. The absolute requirement to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also associated again with something else. We're turning soldiers into either victims or heroes and the two sort of uneasily shift around each other. They're neither. Say if you have mass war and conscription, today's soldiers are volunteers. They are doing it usually because they like it. Uh, they get tremendously excited about it. And many of them just enjoy killing and that's very useful. Many of them. Okay, well that's, that, that, that's, um, I would suggest is wrong. Um, Royal British Legion said wearing a poppy would always be a matter of personal choice. Um, okay, there we go. I don't know. And I was thinking about this this year. We're going to do a trailer in a second. I was thinking about this in th- this year, but I haven't done a TV show around um, Remembrance Sunday this year, and no one has said to me, "Where's your poppy?" There's a great Twitter joke that was going around: bloke phoning up Babe Station, bloke, what are you wearing? Babe Station girl, just a thong. Bloke says, just a thong. Babe Station. Yeah, just a thong. Bloke. Where's your poppy? <laughs> Brendan, Harrison, Alistair, stay there. We'll come to you in a second. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Whispering lunar incantations for cross parents. Um, cross dressers. Yeah. Did you know this about me? And cross rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On Talk Radio. Um, people show respect to the fallen, um, in different ways. And this was a great thing that got retweeted at the weekend. Catherine, would you... It's been deleted, hasn't it? Retweeted and deleted. It's a shame. This is from At Porn Peddlers. They are cyclists who work in pornography. Porn, porn, porn stars who like to ride a bike. Yeah. It's, it's a hobby. It's a great way of keeping fit. What else? And you've got a picture of, of one of the uh, female actors standing in front of um, a memorial with the poppies in the background. And, hmm. and it says, in a more respectful and contemplative mood, at more milf. Obviously, this is the person that's, that's been her name is at more milf. That's yes. her thing, yes. Hashtag, in remembrance, hashtag, lest we forget. Little picture of a poppy. Hashtag cock destroyer. Gosh. That's quite a combo. Very powerful message. You won't forget that? No. No. 
But she's looking all sombre in the picture. Yeah, she's like, here I am in front of the poppies, um, isn't it bad? And then someone defended her going, look, okay. I've got it here. Go on, read the, dis- the defence, this is great. Because it, it caused a fool of course. It was a hashtag Twitter storm. Yeah. And it says here. Hashtag cop destroyer. <laughs> at Jesse Duke 69. Oh. I'm, I'm suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> says, okay, hashtag cock destroyer may not have been the most appropriate hashtag. But those whinging about it, did they go to Flanders and somewhere there like Tynecott Cemetery to pay respect? My guess is many of those young lads who got mown down would have loved to have spent time with at more underscore MILF. I think that those uh, lads that got mowed down in World Wars 1 and 2 would have been absolutely terrified. Uh, 03444991000. Good evening, Brendan. Oh, good evening. Good evening. There, there goes the vibe. Good evening, Brendan. What can we do for you tonight? Well, it's a bit off topic, you know. There is no topic. Well, you were talking about porn stars and old bikes, which uh, is nothing to what I'm going to say. Okay, well, there is no topic. It's a conversation. It flows freely like the River Danube does all the way to the Eiger. Well, you were, t- you were doing a sort of spooky thing the other night. Yes. And uh, I tried phoning up to tell you about what happened when I was younger. Okay, let's, let's, uh, let's hear it, please. It was the middle of the daytime. Myself and my brother are at home on our own. It's a sunny day. You'd think nothing spooky had happened at that sort of time of day. No. A summer's day. Summer's day. We're downstairs in a semi-detached house and we heard a noise upstairs. We went to the bottom of the stairs and called up and said, Who's up there? No answer. We were terrified. We went back down in the front room. Then we heard the noise of something coming down the stairs. We went out and looked, and there was a tin that it contained like an old-fashioned type of Lego that was in our toy cupboard in our bedroom. It had rolled down the stairs on its own. We went out to call up the stairs again. We're going, who's up there, who's up there? And then in in our front room, there was this old gong. And the gong kept banging. While we were in the hallway, this gong just kept banging and banging. And we went back in and it was moving all by itself. How about that? Oh. Yeah, that's it. Was, uh, was it, uh, windy? No, no, and we, we were told that an old guy had died in that house and he was supposed to be a right nasty piece of work called Mr. Mackey. Ooh, Mr. Mackey. So what, he was chucking Lego about and playing on the gong? Yes, he was. Blah. And this was the middle of the day, Tom, and I was there with my brother. We were sort of probably 11 and 12. Gosh. Well, and it, it was terrifying, even though it wasn't frightening, it was terrifying, but, if you yeah. know what I mean. Well, you Brendan, thank you very much uh, for that very, 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 very disappointing story there. Let's go to Harrison. Good evening, Harrison. Good evening, guys. Good to see you again. Harrison um, is getting more confident. It's his second call to the show. He is a really nice guy and his voice sounds groovy, don't you know? Oh, yes, sir! That's it, um, yeah, no, actually, uh, cause obviously I've gone on Friday night when you did, uh, the Straight to Earth show. Harrison, and, can I ask uh, you a favour? 
Yeah, sure. Speaking to your telephone, man. What is, what is, what is going on? Can you not hear me properly? It's a little bit... Kind of, muffled, it was muffled. It, it started out great, looking groovy, and you were... Is it, but it's not my ears, is it? Because no, my no, ears are on the... It feels like your mouth moved away from the hole. Oh, right. Well, no, I, actually, I was going to say, I called you on Friday and it cut off, and I've actually got a new phone since. So this is my first call on the new phone. Well, it, so <laughs> it should be amazing. <laughs> it's not! <laughs> is the phone made of cardboard? I don't know. Maybe I've been sold a sham. I don't know. Sold a sham. It's possible. Maybe. It's, it's, but here's, the thing. here's the thing. It's, it's Christmas. My boy is going to be 10 in January, and I'm doing what I said I wouldn't do for another eight years. I'm looking at maybe buying him a telephone, like a, 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 a the, the telephone for, for Christmas. Like a cheap one. Look, he's not getting an Apple. Get lost. Like a, a Huawei. Just, just because it means, um, that, well, I won't be able to constantly monitor him, but the Chinese government will. So they'll know exactly what he's up to, and I think that's far more important. Harrison, I think we can live with it, my friend. Go on. That's cool. Um, no, I just wanted to read because I've yeah, as I said, I got cut off on Friday, and um, I just wanted to basically say what I was going to say on Friday. Well, I actually rang up to Chanaki to add a man, because I think I'd actually been pretty good at it. Um, oh, okay, fine, right, I'll go first, then, Kath, then, for those who don't know, it's a music game that we play, you'll pick it up as you go along. Adamant? Tina Turner. Um. Four, three, two, one. Harrison? Har- uh. Oh, mate, I'm so sorry, buddy! I thought his phone had dropped off again, I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Harrison! 0344. 499-1000. We'll tell you, um, what a disaster Brighton was in a minute. This is Talk Radio. <laughs> the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. Uh, missed Howard Hughes' show, uh, last night because I was busy playing, uh, Call of Duty MW, C-O-D-M-W, I call it for short, with a lot of friends fans mm-hmm. of the radio show. The Can hashtag... Can come along and help you move that bath? The hashtag... Oh, yeah, exactly. The hashtag TLNA, the Late Night Alternative Posse. Sunday night, we on, uh, we streamed it on Twitch. Uh, we had about, I think there's about 12, 13, 14 of us, including David Babcock, who's actually very good at um, shooting p- people. Uh, in game, video game form, obviously. Um, uh, I, was, I was good. I won a couple of games. And, uh, it was, it was a fun, we played for about three hours. And we had C, we had Matty, we had Alex, we had Ollie, Roger, David, loads of people. Um, so thank you everyone who, who joined us. If you want to watch that, twitch.tv slash Ian Lee, look for past broadcast. Um, gonna do it again this weekend. I, I think this weekend, think, cause there's nothing written down in my diary for Saturday or Sunday. We haven't got anything, have we? This weekend. I haven't got the boys. No. It's my mum's birthday. Oh, that's it. I'm giving your mum a... Um, what? No. No, no, no. Birthday yeah. present. Giving her a good scene to on her birthday. Joking. You should have walked out right now. She would have destroyed you. Yeah, I know. Hashtag cock destroyer. <laughs> you can't say that about my mum. Oh, I can. Now... <coughs> you know sometimes when you cross a line, knowing it's gonna, you've gone too far, but also knowing it's really funny. That was that. Um... So, it'll be funny when I tell her. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't, I think this weekend, this was what I wanted to do previously when we were doing too many live shows is that I wasn't seeing enough of the kids and I wasn't having a weekend on my, so this plan is finally working, right? So this weekend, I think I've got a free weekend. So 
I think we might do the same, possibly Saturday and Sunday night. It's really helpful for me because it keeps me safe if I'm, you know, playing Call of Duty from about seven or eight o'clock onwards for two or three hours. It keeps me safe from doing stuff that I would, would, you know, would rather be doing, but is not healthy for me. Um, and it was a lot of fun. There was a lot for anyone who knows CODMW, you can have a free for all or you have like 15 players just shooting each other, but you do it on quite a big map. We were doing it in um, the Nazi toilets. Um, so it's just like toilets. They were with, Nazi as well. They're stinky. Yeah, very, very Nazi. Uh, and there's like 15 of us, and you literally spawn in front of someone. and just uh, Anyway. Sorry, what's this? Spawn. You were doing what? You were spawning. It's when you're, it's a video game turn. It's not something disgusting. Oh, thank God, no. So we were doing that. And so I suspect that we, um, might, we might do that. Definitely Sunday. Probably Saturday as well. So uh, you've got to befriend me on on PlayStation, and I, it was, that bit was a bit complicated. So that was a fun example. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, that was a fun example of interacting with people. Alistair, I will get to you, uh, but, but be a little bit patient because I, I, I want to tell this. On sa- Saturday night was a very very different story. Saturday night was Catherine and I tour the country doing live shows, The Rabbit Hole. It's a podcast, and it's basically, it's a pop-up radio show. We go to different venues around the country, and we kind of do a live version of this, but I have to say, for legal contractual reasons, it's absolutely nothing like no. this. No, we use um, interaction from online, which of course... Is different from on phone. Yeah, um, so we'll put it up on Twitch or Periscope We or put it, exactly, and that just keeps it safe from Uncle Roop's gnarled old fingers. Um, and we've been doing it for about three years. We've got loads of dates coming up next year. We've got Cardiff... We've got Birmingham, which is selling well, Glasgow, Manchester, Bath, which I will put online at some point, um, a couple of others. Brighton um, is usually the home of, I mean, it's usually a surefire winner because people yeah. come and yeah, they yeah. are ready to play, right? And if you want to see where we're playing next year, ianlee.com slash event, ianlee.com slash event. This show that we do in, that we did in Brighton this weekend and that we do around the country kind of relies on people's goodwill, yep. it being a safe place for people to join in, yep. you know, give a positive um, uh, uh, c- contribution to the show. Um, and, you know, some people come and they don't know what it is beforehand, but for the most part, people come with an open mind normally and they get it and they normally love Normally it. it's a partner is dragged along that doesn't really get us, but knows what it's like, or a partner that's never heard us, but trusts their partner and wants to come along, right? Um, and the shows we're doing in Brian at the Carolina Brunswick, lovely little venue, 60, holds 60, so it's small, yeah. it's light in there. They've been really and good to us. we had two people come in that I really wanted to impress. More than, I want to impress everybody, but we had Saffron from Republica, and we had Jake from My Life Story, both been guests on this show, and both people I would like to be friends with. And they very kindly said they would come along and, and, and watch the show. And so we're doing the, we, we start the show at eight o'clock, half seven. And it's a little bit, we'd, we'd had a stressful time getting there. There was traffic, so we only got there in time. And then when I got there, I realised I hadn't got a memory card through. So I had to go out and get a memory card. Then I hadn't brought the right clip for the tripod, so the phone was just balanced there that was streaming the whole thing. But we got it set up. And the first, the, the, we, I, I made a new introduction to the show, which was actually was too long. And I need to, if I were going to do it, it's going to need to be a lot shorter than that. So the vibe was not particularly there at the start of the show, okay? That's fine. We can claw it back. So the first, it, it was, the show was going well, not great. No, but it was bouncing along. It was bouncing. It was going well, but not great, right? 
and then you could see the entire audience. And um, Jake and his partner Natasha, Jake from My Life Story, and his manager and partner Natasha, was sat in the third row directly in front of me. And directly in between them, I could see this guy, a white guy with dreads and a beard, right? And about 20 minutes into the first half, they'd been muttering. He was with a group of people and they'd been muttering all the way through it and just staring at me. Right, bear in mind. Stone faced. They're in the fourth row. We can hear Staring at me. Right? How about 20 minutes? His arms went up in the air in the classic stretch pose and very loudly, after a joke had fallen a little flat, he went. <sighs> Everyone heard it. Now, I don't really remember what happened after that, but let's just say. It went downhill from there considerably. Considerably. I then sort of had a bit of an argument with him. He said, you all right, mate? And he went, just having a stretch. Mm. But then, and I don't remember the full order of it, but then someone phoned up, because people could phone in, and said, oh, I'm, um, I was supposed to be there, but I can't. I've given my tickets to Rachel. I think that happened before. Oh, did that happen before? I don't think it happened before the stretch. I think that's what might have prompted it. I don't think it happened before the stretch. I think it happened after. Right. I think that happened after the stretch. And it turns out that Rachel was the mum of this guy, and she'd also got, brought her, I guess, two other sons with her. So there's four people. And it turns out they had never heard the radio show. They'd never heard the podcast. They had no idea what it was going to be. I guess they expected, like, stand-up comedian being, hey, that Donald Trump, huh? What a dick. You know, that kind of stuff. So then we end, I end up in the middle of the show getting into a dialogue with this guy. And it goes something like, look, you're not enjoying the show, are you? Not really. Oh, you said, you said, um, he had a dark vibe and he said, I'm just a mirror. Basically reflecting what you're giving me. Got really tense and comfortable and he was muttering all the way through it. N not everybody heard this in there, but we could. And I don't remember, it's all recorded, and I might listen to it one day, it's making me uncomfortable talking about it. It ended up with me saying, look man, I'm going to give you, I'll give you your money back for the ticket that you pay. I'll give you the money that you paid, because I don't want anyone unhappy, I will give you the money back. I didn't pay for the ticket, so I said that was a badge of honour. Then we then found out it was this guy giving it to him, right? It was a badge of honour. And he ended up, I think with me going, look, why don't you just F off? This isn't for you, you're killing the vibe. What? And it was so uncomfortable. Oh, it was so tense. So silence. Imagine silence in a comedy thing for about 10, 15 minutes. Silence. Why don't you just F off? And then we tried something else and then he just very slowly stood up and went, I think I'm going to go. And then he spent three minutes putting his coat on. Yeah. And I, we just stood, we just sat there going, I don't know what to do. And I said, that's probably for the best. Why don't I buy you a drink? I'll buy you a drink so your evening isn't ruined. I don't want, I don't want a drink from you. And then I said, can we shake hands? And he put out his hand, but like was leaning. So I was, and I said, how about a hug? I don't want to hug you. All right, let's shake hands, brother. This has got a little bit awkward and a bit weird. Um, and I probably said a few things that were a little bit more aggressive. I don't want to paint this as a one, completely one-sided thing. I was, I was, was going into him a bit. Um, and then as he walked out, he shut the door and then he opened the door and put his head round the door and went, F off and shut the door again.
and it was the weirdest, most, I've been doing stuff in front of audiences with a microphone for about 26 years. Sometimes stand-up, sometimes emceeing, sometimes comparing, some, whatever. I have never been in a vibe like that. Second half, his mum and his brother came back and they were talking all the way through it and correcting everything I said. Look at this gentleman coming through there. Every thing I... Sorry, that was rude, but... But they weren't just talking. They weren't just like, you know, sometimes you might want to just, like, say something in the ear of I would the say, I would say, we... I got into an argument. It was this. It was this voice, this level of voice. I they were talking to each other as if they are in the street alone. I talked about Cher, and I said Cher was great, but she, she mimed Believe, and I think she might have mimed Fernando, I'm not sure. Then the, No, the, she never. What? She never mimed, she never mimed Believe. I said, yes, she did. She mimed it. I was there. I was, I was, had good seats. I said, did you get them for free? So we argued about that. Just, oh. And then I said, well, Cher was 76. So she put on a great, she was 73. Yeah, did she get as heckled as much as it, it was the, it, 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 here's the point. I think you did say, did you talk all the way through her show as well? <laughs> I did, right. Here's the thing, right? I have more experience with this kind of thing, but I've never had experience dealing, I've never had anybody that rude in a show before. That rude. We're going to be a little bit late for the news because I'm, I'm remembering what I was going to say. That rude. It was ill-mannered, right? Here's the thing. I've been to shows I don't like. Right? I don't talk all the way through them. I would never do that, particularly not in a venue that's that small. Um, if it was appropriate, if I really hate, if I found it offensive, I'd get up and walk out. If it was really unfunny and I could get out without disturbing anybody, I might do that. I would probably wait until the interview. I'd wait till the interview. I would probably wait. But if I was sat right by the door, and it was, it was painfully unfunny, I might just go. The thing is, with hours, you can get up and go to the bar. Yeah. So people are coming and going, and it's fine. But I would, I would probably wait unless it was incredibly, you know, racially offensive or something. I would probably wait until the interval, and then I go and I go down with my mates and go, "Well, that was shit, wasn't it? My God, or, or, or whatever, right?" But I would never be so rude. I mean, it's not like we were doing offensive material that you could heckle and go, "Now, hang on, that what you just said there is actually that is offensive." I don't it was think, nothing like that. I don't think we're offensive enough no. for him. And 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 I could. Here's a quick conversation we've not had, right? I felt angry. I was shaking with anger. I felt afraid. I felt uncomfortable. I also felt very excited. It was, it, it, there was a point when I said, hang on a second. I stopped it. And I said, everybody, just remember this feeling because you will, I guarantee you will never feel like this again in a live experience. This is unique, right? This is a, this awful feeling that we are all sharing variations of is unique. It, it, it embrace it because you ain't never going to feel this again but i haven't asked you how you felt while it was going on because i have more experience standing with a microphone talking to mm -hmm. idiots than you do and i am aware that you went quite quiet and i felt quite protective of you right here's what happens when in situations like that and you've seen it before when we're on the subway in um new york i freeze yeah I freeze, and I'm thinking of, I tried to make a joke out of it, and he was not having it. Yeah. I also kind of suspected that he was either too drunk or something else to engage properly. There was a glassiness about him, and he was just not interested in, in sorting things out. Mm. And it was just that moment of, what do I do? And it was arse-clenchingly awkward, and that thing of kind of exciting. I, the best way I can explain it is, and this is the way I explained it to the audience when we were there that night, yeah. was, you know that thing where someone, when you're at school and someone else gets told off yeah. really badly? Yeah. You don't know where to look, but it's kind of 
exciting at the same time. Yeah. That, but, but it was so dark. It was so dark. I, I just did not know what to do. I did not know it what was, to do. It was horrendous. And I was thinking. It felt like he'd come with the express yeah. mission of, of doing that. Yeah, it was rude. It was ill-mannered. It was rude. His mother was rude. I, I should have surprised his mum I should have spoken to them in the break and said, don't come back. Don't come back. You ain't paid a penny for this. I don't want you in there killing my vibe. I'll refund your friend. I'll buy you a drink. Don't come back in there, you rude. Listeners to the show, you know when sometimes we've got, we're going along quite nicely on this show and then all of a sudden someone rings in who doesn't get it and they bring the vibe down and mm-hmm. they, are, they, they don't really want to interact and it's just dark and horrible. It was that, but you could see the person's, the mm. whites of their eyes. Yeah. It was awful. And I didn't know how to handle it because it wasn't a stand-up gig. I haven't done stand-up for years, but I've still got the chops. I've still got the chops to put one person down very quickly and very powerfully and batter them and be faster than them. And you've got a microphone so you're louder than so you can destroy them. But there were four of them. And also, it wasn't a stand-up show. It's us. And so it's kind of supposed to be a nice, loving and type also, vibe. He, he wasn't joking. You know, we've no. had hecklers before where they just oh, want no, to get yeah, overexcited. But I've had nasty hecklers before. Mm. But also, he was sat right behind and right in between Jake and Jake's partner. And I really wanted to, I really didn't want Jake Shillingford from My Life Story, one of my favourite bands, to walk away thinking, God, that guy's a dick. He and Lee was a dick. What a bell. Oh, I don't want to be friends with him. I wanted him to think I was cool. So I was trying to, this, this goes nowhere, but we, we, we deleted the video of it in a fit of peak. The audio exists and we might put it out as a podcast. I don't know, would you want to hear? I don't know whether I want to hear it. Well, maybe we just put it out there. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you want to hear the most uncomfortable thing ever? I mean, that sounds like a stupid question. Of um, I do. We're, gonna ta- we're so late for the news and we've got a load of calls. Paul, Alistair and Lavinia, stay there, I will come to you. 0344 499 uh, Dave, who was there, um, that described it as a, um, a bagpuss yawn. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> um, if you were there and you want to, you know, workshop the, the, the feeling of abuse, then please do. Also, I guess if there's a question, this is it. It, it, awkward, embarrassing, upsetting, weird vibes in live shows. And that can be a, you know, a, a, a rock band going badly. I know Drake was booed, uh, at the weekend for not being some bloke called Frank, I think. Um, uh, the weird vibe, dark vibes at shows. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. You are sleeping. You do not want to believe. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a man so fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out to pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for rock 
Hill Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Oh no, I didn't ask harmonies there. I can't do harmonies, but I, I can't hear, I can't, I can hear them. I'm not like harmonically deaf, but I can't go, okay, well you sing that and then I'll sing this. But sometimes I just lock in on a harmony and once you've got the first note, you're, you're in. You're in. Oh, I felt like Brian Wilson then. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've talked about um, poppies. We've been, do you ever feel you're forced to wear the poppies? We've talked about uh, weird vibes at gigs and stuff like. Oh, by the way, if you came to the Brighton show, I, I always say this, right? And some people take us up on this offer. And I'm very if you come if you came to the Brighton show, and you didn't enjoy it. I'm always happy to give money back. I, I'm always happy to give money back. Um, because I want, I don't want anyone walking away going, well, that was a waste of 15 quid. That was a, that was a, it was a waste of that. You, you, you're coming, you should know. I was genuine when I said to that family of four, I'll give you your money back. Mm-hmm. Turns out they hadn't paid. They were I'll freeloading. someone else's money back. They were freeloading scumbags. If I was them, because I'm cleverer than them, they were r- rude, ill-mannered, and thick. And by the way, if you're the person that gave them the tickets, give us a call, man. If I was them, I'd go, okay, yeah, no, well, there's four of us, we'll, we'll, we'll take the 15 quid each. Please, that's 60 quid. They could have made 60 quid profit off of me, but they didn't because they were dumb. They'd rather just stay and spoil it for everybody else. Yeah, they did. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. That's, that's, um. It soured the vibe. But it was nice to meet, um, loads of you as always. Nice to meet Nelly when they met Nelly for the first time. Now, Isn't let's he discuss handsome? Nelly. Isn't he handsome? Yes. Really so, good looking. So his picture on Twitter. Doesn't look like him. No, I thought it was him. He looks better. It's someone who looks better in real life than I on Twitter. S- I saw him during the show, and I thought it was him. Nelly calls the show quite a bit. Does his really boring, awful, tedious quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I thought it was him. Then I saw him in the queue to come meet us at the end, and I gave him the finger. The, as in, not the bird, I kind of beckoned him over, because I thought, I thought that was him. You were really surprised, because he doesn't look like him, doesn't have glasses. Good looking fat, mm. slim as well. Yeah. I know he's been trying to lose weight. Yeah, but, but... There's nothing of him. Well, uh, uh, there's me being slightly judgmental, because we all see slightly different things. But I expected him to be bigger from his mm-hmm. description. Slim, good looking. Smart. Smart. Not as dull as he is on the phone. I'm joking. <laughs> but nice. He was, he was genuinely a nice guy. Really nice to meet him, yeah. Um, uh, 0344 499 1000. If any of those things grab your fancy, give us a call. If you want to bring Not in your. Not Nelly, own. he's taken. Yes. If, if, if uh, uh, with a baby on the way. Um, but if you want to call in about anything, you know the rule, uh, then you can do. Let's go to Paul. Yo, 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 yo. Bum rush the show, Paul. How are you, man? Um, oh, um, do you, ah. Do you want an honest answer, or do you no, want the do you want the, the, the normal answer, no, the superficial one, <laughs> the good one? You want the superficial one? Yeah, man. Oh, great, man. How are you, brother? Superb. I'm I'm top of the world. Nice one, Paul. What can we do <laughs> for you tonight? Um, I just want to say, man. Um, thank you for for coming to Cardiff. You're coming to Cardiff. I, I've got my tickets. Yeah, can you tell more people? Because we've sold about 11 tickets in a venue that holds about 200. Right. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> Pe- I will people asked. We have booked Cardiff. We are playing Cardiff. I think it's March next year at the Glee Club. Yeah. But we ain't sold many tickets yet. So, um, get your friends come in. But, um, yeah, no, we're coming to Cardiff. It's been too long, yeah, man. Yeah, it's a good venue as well, man. Yeah. It's well, really cool. Well, it's going to be a pl- plenty of room. For a while, but yeah, <laughs> so, great. you have to stretch out <laughs> and uh, grab two or three or four chairs. 
<laughs> if well, you yawn in there, we won't hear you. <laughs> well, I, I pre-ordered my chips as well, so I was going to say, you know, just <laughs> if, if, if I'm there munching on something. Can you pre-order chips there? You can, honest to God, I've pre-ordered chips for my ticket. Mm. Yes, mate. Good. Brother. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, I think so. Guys, great. Guys, come and see Catherine and I and pre-order your chips now. It's like chicken in the basket. I love it. Amazing, Anything else, Paul? Well, I, I got loads. Oh, well, well, then, let's do it. Unpack um, it. I, I've, 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 I've worked three retail jobs in my life, right? I've worked, um... I know who this work. is. This is Paul Yandel from Twitter. Yeah, it is. In, in Paul, Yan- is. Paul Yandel <laughs> from Twitter, guys! <laughs> I've been, the only retail uh, job I've ever had in my life have been Woolworth, <laughs> um, Mothercare, and Blockbuster. I've got nobody left to put down for references anymore. Mate, um, where are you working now, just so that everyone else there knows to start looking for another job? That's the thing, yeah, I work at a college now. I'm, uh, I'm a lecturer at a college. And what, what I, you... I, do, I do feel sorry for most people there. What are you lecturing in? Uh, English. Okay, oh, well, then English isn't, well, maybe English will get chucked out. And we, yeah, w- we no. won't be using that but anymore. Um, my reference. Yeah, I have worked in a shop for 22, 23 years, and I did it did it a lot. I worked in B-Jams, then Iceland, then Safeways. Uh, my last job in a shop was HMV, and it, I, I, I have so much admiration for people that work in shops, because I could do it because I knew it was a Saturday job or I knew it was a short-term thing, um, but I, I found it so mind-numbingly... Dull is the repetition. The repetition is is the thing that would have killed me had I stayed in one of those shops. It's the same every day. I liked it. Did you? Yeah, I worked in a clothes shop with them, yeah. and the camaraderie with the other girls was brilliant. We used to have a right laugh. Okay. But I, th- I think we're we're of that kind of last generation of, of proper retail, um, you know, workers who actually quite enjoyed the customer service side of it as well. I loved working in the shop, man. Really? I loved helping people out. I loved it. Yeah, I didn't like the late hours and stuff, especially working in the uh, you know, in the video shop. I'd be I wouldn't get home till half past eleven, twelve o'clock at night, and be back in the next morning. How long I ago? How long ago were you working at you know? Blockbusters? Um, just before I became a teacher. So I don't um, I don't know how long you've been a teacher, so that's unhelpful. What's that? About, about nine years, I think. Were they so still um, just just Were they still renting out video games then? Do you remember Blockbuster yeah, used to man. rent out like PlayStation games and stuff? Yeah. I, I was part of like the, the Wales team for it. I had to go to head office and things to, wow. um, to, yeah, I know. I was only like a shop worker and stuff, yeah. but I knew myself for video games and. I used to yeah, love that. I used to give my, my opinions. You used to love that. I used to go, used to go, I rented some really terrible, terrible, terrible. I remember re- renting a game on the PlayStation. I think it was called Psychic Detective. And it was one of those <laughs> games, I think, where it was what they call FMV, full motion video. So it would have actors in it, film of, yeah. and this was new, right? It would have film of actors in, and it would, so it was like a really bad movie, and then a little computer game bit that we'd have to solve clues, and yeah. then it would cut to another scene yeah. and stuff like that. I used to love all that stuff, man. There's a couple of those out at the moment. There's um, one called, or it would be, uh, like, is the Shelter or something? It's like a Fallout Shelter. Oh. Um, there's, there's a group of three of them, and actually, I think it's, uh, they're a Welsh company. Oh. Wild Interactive, I think, is the, um, the developer. You can get them on, on PS4. Okay. But, that, cool. but now they're quite good, because now they've realised that if you chuck a bit of money at it, and you write a decent script, and you get half-decent 
actors, it can look all right. I mean, I still think they're a little bit crappy, but it can look all right. But back in the day, it was real sucky. But I might check those games out if those people want to send them to me for free. Now I'm a professional Twitch oh, streamer. You are, man. You know, I'm so jealous. That's it, brother. Especially with the reviews and stuff you're writing. Good work, man. Thank you, Paul. Anything Love else? It. That's all. Up all your bit. bum, Paul. Thank you. Up your bum. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Now we go up Andy's bum. Good evening, oh. Andy. Uh, hi, Ian. How you doing? Um, all um, right. I just was uh, wanting to play Adamant. Okay. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be, we're, we're going straight into the five second rule. So as soon as okay. I have said uh, something, I'm going to start counting five seconds for Kath. Kath, as soon as you've said something, I'm going to start counting five seconds okay. for him. Then you're going to count five seconds for me, Catherine. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. Right. That's fine. What can I just clarify? What the T rule is. So um, with the T rule, can you have the? No. Or you could have. No. You could have the the. Yes. Because it's the second the, but T, so, you, so if you had a B, you could have yeah. the Beatles. So the, the obviously begins with a T because yes. their second name is the. But yeah. for a T, you could not have the who. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Five second rule. This is hardcore. Here we go. Adamant. One. To power. Two. One. one two. two three, UFO. Four. Five. UFO. Okay, go on, count for me, Catherine. One. Um, two. Three. Ozzy Osbourne. One, two. Electronic. One, two, three. Cat Stevens. Uh, one. Shania Twain. One, two. Nirvana. It's not your go! <laughs> oh. One, two. Nirvana. One, two, three. Adamant. We've had that. You can't repeat. Oh, you can't repeat Adamant. No, of course you... Of course you can't. You can't, can't repeat any. You can't repeat any of them. Why would you be able to repeat oh. them? Why oh. you just do the whole season, so like, the series again? Like, is it like just a minute then? No repetition. Well, no. It's like any game where you have to list things. You can't okay. repeat something. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, fair enough. F f the fair enough for me explaining the rules for my game. Good day to you, sir. Get off my show. People. This is the. This is this. This is the. This is the problem. Too many that's the problem. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative every weeknight from ten with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Evening, Alistair. Evening, Ian. Evening, Catherine. Evening. Good to see, to, good to hear you. Oh, again. he said see! You Where can't is see he? us on the radio! Where is he? He said see, he meant hear, eyes, ears, nose and mouth. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, so can I just um, make a comment about Saturday night? Because I was watching the stream. Yeah. And um, I tuned in just before, well, just after you'd set, you'd set up the camera. Yeah. So I was watching the audience stroll in. Yeah. And obviously I only saw presumably a portion of people who were there. But can I just say, I looked at them and... Um, Thought, what a bunch of bastards. They, they all look really miserable. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. There were some really lovely... I'm teasing. There's some um, really, really lovely people there. But I just wondered if they'd experienced anything about these people outside that had given them a bad vibe to begin with. Um, like a murder or something, because that, that's the only thing that could explain... No, 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 listen, most of the people there that were, were absolutely delightful and, you know, enjoyed it, and I felt bad that we had been 
uh, 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 that I had allowed the mood to sour as much as it did. And, um, you know, it was discussed. We, me and Kath went and sat in the car in the interval and we did both discuss, do we just give them their money back and go? Because cause walking back yeah. after that, that was one of the toughest w- w- returns from an interval, Catherine, I've ever had. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But my thought is, you know, I don't know whether something happened directly before, but uh, we weren't the main part of their night. Let's put it that way. Here's what I'm going to say, right? Because I was overly polite. And a couple of, one person who was there called me out on Twitter for, for stirring it up. No, 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 right? That's mine and Kath's job. That's, that's our job, right? Don't you dare come to our place of work and start taking the mickey out of us, start calling us out, start being rude and you Don't bring your baggage into our show and ruin it for the 58 other people that are there and for me and Catherine, right? That is our job. That guy was rude. His mum was rude. They were rude. I would love to know who gave them those four tickets via a WhatsApp group. Those people were rude. They, they... I don't want to say they ruined the show because I had a part to play in it, but they brought a really dark, negative vibe to the show and they were ill-mannered. That's the thing. They were ill-mannered. It wasn't the greatest show we've ever done. You know, you know our our format, Alistair. You've seen the show and so do the listeners. It is, it is, we fire stuff out and some of it sticks and some of it doesn't. But so much of it is about confidence. Our confidence, but also the confidence of the audience, right? And if suddenly there, it's broken the way it was broken in that first half, then of course it's going to take a long while to claw it back. And I felt sorry for everyone who'd come who had been looking forward to it and who knew that what they were going to get and who didn't get it that night. It really, really breaks my heart. They were rude. They were ill-mannered. The person who tweeted me, who told us after the show, she really, really enjoyed the show, and then tweeted me saying, actually, I made the vibe worse, and I didn't, I'd made things worse. You didn't hear him yawning and tutting and muttering all the way through. The, if it had been a stand-up gig, right, a, com- a stand-up comedian would have destroyed him and would have forced him to get out or shut up, Right. He got away with murder in there. You know, if we'd have been at the Bear Club, he would have just been chucked out by the management. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Scumbag. Family scumbags. I suppose it was all amplified because it was such a small venue as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you couldn't miss it. um, We couldn't miss it. I just felt, you know, that sorry that you guys had been... uh, Shut up on, really. It was horrible. And we came away with a bad taste. It's our last show at at that venue, because we're going to go to the Comedian next year. And um, I I, I felt... Here's the thing, man. We came away feeling upset and personally violated. But more importantly than that, we both came away feeling we had let down the other 56 members of the audience who had paid good money. People enjoyed it, right? People enjoyed it. It's always worse. The performer always perceives it as being worse. Uh, Mm. But we felt that we let the people down, you know, um, uh, uh, Nelly had had travelled for like six, seven hours on a train to come in his nuts. But he travelled six, seven hours and and we didn't give, the show show was not as uh, 100% us. No. But, um, anyway, I mean, did the Deep Purple singing go down badly, or well? It went down very well, Alistair. Your singing <laughs> went down very... It was the highlight of the... Imagine, that was the highlight of the show! That's how bad the show was! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can I just say very quickly, I've had a bit of a nightmare day-to-day with the depression. Uh-oh. Uh, 
you guys always cheer me up and um as you know i need to expand my horizons but you you guys are always there for me and i really appreciate you too very much i've had a bad day with it as well alistair i'm not saying yeah. this to compare dicks um i'm saying this to uh just to, to try and get empathize with you a little bit uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm putting, I'm putting my hand on your me. shoulder, is what I'm doing. I'm putting my hand oh, on your shoulder and saying, I've had a terrible day. I've had a terrible day and I'm, I'm kind of toying with the idea of taking, maybe taking Thursday and Friday off just, just to try and, just to, I think I can make yeah. it to Thursday, Friday and just taking a couple of days off just to sit in bed and cry and do it. There's a couple of practical things I can do at home. Um, so, so hang in there, man. Yeah, I mean, I had to walk out of the AA meeting tonight because I felt so bad, I just couldn't engage at all. That's all right. It was going around me. And, um, that happens. I had me, I had the summons through the post this morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the, for the things. And when's, then, when's that? That's at the end of the month. Okay, um, okay. There's something in that, and I thought you were going to say February. And I think, oh, God, you got that hanging over you over Christmas. So, the end of the month is the court date. Yeah. Oh, mate. Ah, uh, no, it must be terrifying. It must be terrifying. You are not the person that you were when you did the things that you did. Yeah. You are not yeah, the person no. that you were, and part of this process of recovery is having to confront what we did when we were drunk or high accept responsibility for it and try and make yeah. amends. Your amends is going to court at the end of the month. It's up to them what price they put on that amends. I would be yeah. very surprised, don't take this as gospel, but I would be very surprised if you presented them with what you are doing now in terms of your recovery mm. and they put you inside. Yeah, I can't I guarantee that. Um, I guess it's like, um, as you're probably aware in, that it's like when you get into that particular st or state of mind, that state of mind, you just start going over all the all the rubbish in your life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. From from you know from day one throughout. Yeah. All the mistakes. But you're working now as part of the, the part of the 12 step program and as part of being a human being, you are working on a plan, on a program so that you don't make those mistakes again and that yeah. you can cope with the feelings that caused you to make those mistakes. And also you're not the same person. Me and Catherine, I really hated you when you phoned up drunk. I hated you. No, because you were so that. rude and so unpleasant. But here's the thing, man. We'd had a glimpse of a sober Alice. We'd glimpsed him. We'd seen him so many times. And then this horrible person who isn't you would phone up and be abusive. And the difference we have seen in the last six, seven months, however long it is, right, the difference that we have seen is beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm so proud of you. I'm sure I'll let Catherine speak in a minute. I'm not going to speak for her, but because you were very rude to us, right? You, you're drunk. You was very rude to us. And yeah. I am so proud of who you are becoming 
is, is beautiful, man. And Alistair, when you phoned up drunk, I hated you. Now, I love you. I love you. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm not saying I'm that to shame you. Don't hang on to no, me no. talking about the dark stuff. I'm not saying that to shame you. I'm saying that to praise you to show how far no. you've come. Maybe Catherine well, wants to, hang on a minute. Maybe Catherine wants to add a little something. Yeah, do you remember, like, after each incident, you would, I mean, a couple of times you sent me flowers and you would... Um, you called us a C a couple of times on air. <laughs> and it would come out of nowhere and it would be kind of, at first it was funny and then it got kind of, oh my God, really, again? And we'd have the conversation with you and then it would happen again and we'd wonder where all this rage came from and it got to the point where... Uh, and I'm not this sort of person, but I ended up, when you'd ring up to apologise again, my arms would be folded. And I remember saying to you a couple of times, mm. instead of apologising to me, do something about it. Mm. Do something about yeah. it. And you did. You did it. That's and the thing. when you phoned back and told us that you had been doing something about it and that it had been weeks, you do not know how much that meant to me and how much that meant to Ian. Mm. We were, I was absolutely thrilled because I got to the point where I thought, man, I can't help him anymore. And me telling him to sort himself out and come back, you know, when he was sober, I wonder whether it's ever going to happen. And it's happened. And you're not that bloke anymore. And you've not had to make any humbling apologies. And you've not had to send me any flowers. And do you know what? That's brilliant because I'd rather have your phone calls. Yeah. I'd rather talk to you now and, and there'd be nothing in the way. You're brilliant, well, Alistair, and um, you're brilliant. I, I you love words. hearing from you. Well, like I say, I mean, you uh, cheer me up every night and I'll continue to listen and I'll try and get to Birmingham next year. Okay, I'll tell you what, here's the thing, you get to Birmingham, your name's on the door, right? Oh, cheers, mate. Give us a call any time between now and the court case. And if you want to phone up and talk about the court case, beautiful. If you want to phone up and talk about, I don't know, you've seen some crap, you, well, you, phone, you can phone us back. And if you want to just phone us up and talk about other stuff to distract you from that, that's yeah. just as beautiful. Okay, well, look, um, I'll let you go, and thanks ever so much. All right, I man. really appreciate those words from both of you. Well, they're meant. Thank they're really Thank meant, Alistair. Thank, Thank you, Alistair. That's, that's, um... It's a real change in personality and character. No, it's not. It's a real re that's a real rediscovering of his true personality and character that was hidden by booze. Yeah. And um, for a while he was a fun drunk, then he was an obnoxious drunk, and then he was a downright. Twice he phoned up and called us a C. <laughs> and uh, banned. I think he's been banned more times than anybody else. And there was a part of me that went, oh, God, give him one more chance. And it's, it's paying off. And he's got to, like we all have to take responsibility for what he did when he was was drunk because although i know it was the disease that did it he has to take responsibility for it and, and he will do and he will face up to it and if he has to you know whatever the punishment is he will he will do it and he will i, I suspect he will do it and he will say thank you as well i don't mm -hmm. think he'll go to prison but here's the deal it's part of the healing process yeah. isn't it but terrifying yeah terrifying Thank you, Alistair. You've given us a lot to think about. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. The late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where, where's that your accent from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already. Excuse me. On Talk Radio. Good evening, Dave. Good evening, you two. It's another uh, survivor from Hashtag Brighton Disaster. Where were you that night? <laughs> he was in the front row, <laughs> looking at the floor for quite a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, simply because if I'd looked at that guy, I think I would have said something, and it's not my place to, so... Um, 
I decided not to. <laughs> Thank you. It was nice to see you, mate. And, yeah. uh, you're, hey, you're one of the first people to get your hands on the brand new seven inch single from myself and from Catherine. We're going to be laminating those cards tomorrow and getting as many of them in the post as we can on Wednesday. You're the, f you're the first, Dave, to own a copy of it. I'm guessing and you love it. As a, as, yeah, yeah, and as a turntable to play it on as well. Yeah, well, that, that's, the, that, that's the other thing, yeah, this guy's actually got a record to play. <laughs> now, you've got records by some of the greats, the Beatles, um, uh, the Mersey Beats, uh, the Dave Clark Five. How does this record from Kath and Ian <laughs> rank? Well, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dare, dare to see what it's worth on Discogs now. I dare, I dare to look in, frankly, because, you know, mm, uh, mm. Uh, an individual pressing like that, it, mm. could, it could work out. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, well, it's an investment more than anything else. While I've still got 150 in the boot of my car, it's, it's, it's worth a little bit less than you actually paid for it. <laughs> but, one day! One day! And they're going on sale online later this week. Later this week. Once we've got these no, sent out, we're gonna start selling some more. No, I think the A side's really funny. <laughs> and I think the B side's really funny as well. well I, uh, think, I, think, I think, the A, oh, that's awkward. It's, the A side's not meant to be funny. The B side's a little bit of fun. Oh, the A yeah, side's meant to be a yeah. serious song, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Well, you know, um, hey. interpretation. Um, uh, yeah. well, uh, okay, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> well, Sandy sort of reminded me of a couple of things. I think I said so at the time. Um, it reminded me of two badly drawn boy gigs, actually, where he. Um, oh yeah, go on. The audience. Well, yeah. It was a badly drawn board gig. The last time I saw him, I think, at the Bloomsbury, and he asked for a quest near the end of the show, and loads of people shouted stuff out, and um, he didn't like anything we shouted, even oh. though they, even though he said, "Oh, you should ask for this, this, and this," and we people did shout that, but he preferred to hear. Well, um, well, hang on a minute. If if if, if there are songs you want to play, just say uh, no requests. I really want yeah. to play these three songs. Yeah. So, uh, so lot of people shouted for um, peeing in the wind. His, uh, his single, um, and uh, he said, "Oh, I hate that song. I hate playing." He started playing it and said, "You know, oh, I like this bit of the song, but I don't like the rest of it. It's rubbish." It's like, okay. oh, yeah, make us feel bad about it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but it, it most probably reminded me of I went to see um, uh, the two members of Magic Numbers, Michelle and Romeo, yeah. do, do a, a regular night at the Green Note in Camden where they basically invite their friends along in the, you know, to play. Don't know who's going to play, just turn up. And it could be someone you've heard of, it could be no one, but it's always, you know, good and they sort of, you know, uh, do covers and, you know, make a good night of it. And the Green Note probably, well, it probably holds about uh, 80 people, I guess. It's quite a small venue um and we was there on a sunday night and um it was filling up slowly and then this guy came in with some younger people and i just went you know what feeling about someone when they sort of stagger in well think? every night when yeah. Catherine finally arrives at work <laughs> yes i do i do dave cheeky <laughs> uh, i thought he's gonna be trouble he sat not far behind me and then i heard him sort of trying to talk to people by saying, oh, why won't you talk to me, sort of stuff, you know. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yes. And then he said, who's this band playing and what's happening? And we're going to have some music. And it's like, oh, so you've got no idea why you're here at all. Um, and then, so the, it started and he was okay and talking a bit, but it wasn't too bad. And then 
this guy came on who was doing a song that had a lot of rhetorical questions in it, a sort of, you know, how many roads must a worm walk down, etc. And this guy started answering, yes, no, maybe. Oh. Uh, so he stopped. And the guy, and, and he said, can you, you know, can you be quiet? Carry on a bit. No, he can't be quiet anymore. So, uh, <laughs> can't basically, quiet I can't be quiet. No, I can't play the music. You know. And then, um, Romeo, oh, I don't know him that well, but from what I've seen of him on stage and off stage, he very rarely talks above a sort of rather laconic whisper. And he said to this guy, I'm not going to play anymore until you leave. Wow. <laughs> yeah, which is the most aggressive I've heard him, you know, at all. That, you know, the most polite sort of, you know. But his bloke said, oh, shall we talk about Brexit? And at that point... <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> the whole place just laughed, just like, oh, my God. Um, so eventually this bloke sort of was eventually let out. He was going to throw a drink over people and other such stuff, but then... And then his... His parting shot, I can't actually say, but it was calling us all left-wing, school teachers, boring, sort of... Teachers? See you next Tuesday, yeah. See, calling uh, you teachers? Wow, that's an insult yeah. these days. School teachers. Did apparently. the audience... Now, did the... Because the audience were notably quiet on <laughs> Saturday, apart from Saffron. <laughs> Staring it a little bit. But... <laughs> but um, I did, said to her afterwards, I said, how would you have handled that, Shrin? Oh, I would have told him to air far. <laughs> <laughs> did the audience join in at any point and start going, come on, mate, get out, you're ruining yeah, it for everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then we started heckling him and he says, oh, you know, um, he says, oh, oh, come on, play the music, I've got a train to catch. And someone shouted out, yeah, it's, it's about five minutes, mate, you might quite make it, you know. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, and then, but, and, and we just laughed at him, but the thing was, the guy on stage was a, you know, he was going to mess with him anyway, he's a huge guy. Um, and he, uh, he said he, re he really got off on it. It really energised him. He thought it was fantastic. Well, here's the thing: the show on Saturday, right? I did. I did a little little thing where I said, you know, to everyone as it was as it was happening, uh, it, 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 feel this, feel this, because this is unique. I can't remember the exact name, but this is unique, right? We, we mm. I've never felt this before. I hope I never feel this again. But f just just savour this moment because this is a mm. unique experience. And then on the way home, I was, I was really down, we were really down on the way home and we stopped off to get a sausage roll, it was not a euphemism, we stopped off to actually get a sausage roll. <laughs> and, um, I was in, we were in the petrol station, I was going, Kath, that was the worst. That was the worst. That was the worst. That was awful. That was the worst. And she, you reminded me of John Ronson. She said, what would, what would Frank Sidebottom have said? And there's a great John Ronson story when John Ronson was in Frank Sidebottom's band and there was hardly anyone in the audience and the audience was so bored, they started playing football during the gig, like about 18 people started kicking a ball around while Frank's on stage performing. And on the way home, John Ronson said to Chris Seavey, Frank Sidebottom, God, that was awful. And Chris turned to him and went, what are you talking about? That's the best show we've ever done. <laughs> and and for a while, I was able, and I did tweet that, and I was able to harness that power going, my God, that was the best show we've ever yeah. done. I can't quite harness that power now. I might do later, but right now I'm in a bit of a funk about it. But hmm. it was, you know, it but, was unique. But, but like, like, I say, like that Green No gig and like the other night, it was like... Uh, someone just coming in who just didn't understand not the rules or anything but just didn't get get what the thing was and just thought oh this is free i can just stroll in and yeah. do what i like um it was just rather sort of you know 
Rude, well, rude. You, I know you said it several times tonight. Rude. Quite rude. Bad manners, but Dave. Listen, thank you. It was lovely to see you, mate. And um, I, 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 I don't. Know. I want to apologise. I want to hug you. I want to say thanks for coming. I want to do all those things. We got loads of calls. We got Steve, Ben, Brian, uh, Alexander, and another Ben. Two Bens. Gosh. Okay, that's a head screw. So I'm not going to give out the phone number. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Chris, why do you keep dropping off and causing mayhem behind the scenes? Charming. No, charming on you. We got a new pet. We got Sarah who's working to, here today for the first time. She's doing the phones and she's doing an excellent job. Thank you very much indeed. And you keep dropping off. Why do you keep dropping off? I I I, I don't know what's happening. What, what do you mean, what's that? I tell you what's happening, I'm rollicking you. You've been on hold six times, and then you keep dropping off. Well, no, it, yep. it, it's your, your no, network. Shut your face. Shut your face. Shut your face. Shut, wait, wait, I'll owe you. Shut your face. It's your fault. I, I used to be, I, I, I used Oi, to be nobody else, I, I, nobody I else is dropping off. It's just you six times. It's no need to shout. There is, because you're deaf. Oh, you're not deaf, you're blind. Um, apologise, I always get those two confused. I, but, you, I'm angry. I, you're, you're not allowed to say, I, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Well, I'm not allowed to say uh, you're blind? Why, have you been cured? No. No, because, because, um, because of, um... You're blind! Um, what? I'm not bleeding blind. You can't, every time you come <laughs> on, you tell us you are! No, I'm not. I just can't see a little bit. <laughs> Can't see a little but bit. But apparently, uh, be- because it's, um, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. I wish you'd drop off now. Politically correct, you're not allowed to say blind or partially sighted anymore. Yes, you are. Like, that's, that's, that's rubbish. No. Of course you are. You don't know what political correctness no. is. Like, everybody who cites political correctness as a reason for not being able to say something. Don't... Oi. Oi. Uh, I, I've been round the school uh, lots of times. You've been so round the school lots of times. Now we're finding out something very unsavoury. What are you doing around at school? You're a grown man. <laughs> I, I feel sorry, but I I, hmm? I, I, I rang up because I... Yeah, I six sorry. times. Seven I, times I, now. I, caught, I know, because I wanted to... Because I caught... Because I, I was watching... Standing on the TV. Right. Great. So you phoned up with a television I, review. It means Steve, Ben, Brian, Lavinia, Alexander and Ben all have to wait because you want to give us a... to tell us what happened in Corrie. Oh, make, make me feel guilty, you know. Okay. All right. I will do. Was it Corrie? I... 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 No. I, I don't watch stuff like what that. What did you watch? Quick, get it in. Please! No, I, I I felt a bit guilty because you got oh god I got the back end when when he said you um, somebody sort of um, oh. had a go at you you and Catherine in yep okay in what the was goal. the point what why did you why why have you called us seven times let's just get to the point well I I got I help in in a, in a group and <laughs> and. Uh, um, one of the persons over there is um, slightly um, um, got learning dif- difficult. 
difficulties. I think I have as well. <laughs> and I, I took a, like, I used to collect, like, little motorbikes. Because I, I can't ride a motorbike. <laughs> I would have killed myself. Now many, I know, now I know how that fella felt who gave us a hard time in Brighton. It's torture. I can't resist oh. doing a, doing a, a, a bagpuss yawn. What, what did they do, Ian? We just, what do you want? What, what did they do? Did he just abuse you? Or what happened? I'm not talking well, about I, it again! I, I, well, I, if we need to be abused, I, I'll come down to Cardiff next year. Thanks very much for your call, Chris. I mean, dear God, let's go to Steve. Good evening, Steve. Hi, Ian, how are you? What answer do you want? Um, the, the, not too bad, thanks, Steve. Sorry? He wants to pretend one. Okay, yeah, I'm great, mate, thanks. What can I do for yeah. you? Um, yeah, I was at Brighton, and, uh, yeah, I actually enjoyed the show. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a pervert! We've got a pervert! <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It's great to see you and Kath, you know, sort of, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good to see, put a visual sort of thing to the audio. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about the uncomfortable vibe? Um, it was kind of interesting. I've sort of known Rachel for a long time. I've known her since she was at school, sort of thing. And, whoa, um, whoa, 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 hang on! <laughs> you know the rude woman and her well, children? Yeah, I don't know her children so well. It's the first time I met them, to be fair. I've known Rachel for sort of 30, 40 years, but, uh... God. Yeah. Was, was yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know they were going, me and my mate... I don't think they the knew bar. they were going either. No. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised when I met them at the bar, you know, to bump into them, and, uh, yeah, it's strange. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan's the guy's name. Um, he's... He's in, the, he's in the nice guy. I was having a little chat with him. Yeah, he's very spiritual and, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, there's nothing spiritual about his behaviour in that room. He was ill-mannered no, and I'm rude. Not, I'm not going to say it was spiritual with the behaviour, but, um... Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's in the nice guy when I saw him downstairs. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been travelling around Asia learning... What happened that on that, that, that stairs, then, that, that turned him into a dick? Well, I think he, he, he's only a young guy, actually. He's only about 20. And, right. I, I, you know, he, he, he's not a drinker. He doesn't go out. He's not a sort of social person in, in that sort of scene. Right. He's been travelling around the world for, like, three years. He's kept on uh, travelling. Yeah. I, I don't think he's used to banter, really. You know, I think most people would, you know, how, how you led it, from my interpretation, it was, you know, for somebody like myself or, you know, people who sort of, used to a bit of banter. It, it, could, it could have gone in a different way, but yeah. it just sort of took off in a strange direction. But don't you think uh, it felt like, it felt to me like he instigated it by doing that big theatrical yawn, like he wanted attention. Yeah, yeah I mean, I was two rows back. I was sort of, as you were looking, I was sort of on the right-hand side a couple of... Right. It's it from the front. Yeah. I saw his arms go up and I heard a bit of a yawn, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't know how it was sort of... Uh, well, Steve, listen, it was a pleasure to entertain you, and, um, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, 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 don't beat yourself up, I, you know, I thought you might stand a bit down from it all, but you don't need to. All right, thank um, you. Um, yeah, you did a great show, and, uh, yeah, I just want to say to Alistair, um, I hope you're listening still, because it was him that put me on the AA path. Oh. And, um, yeah, he's... Yeah, I know sort of a big boss to the AA to spread the word and yeah. help save other, other, other drunks, etc. And, um, 
Alistair, you know, sort of, I've been going about four months now, mate, and, you know, you're the one who, if you can just reach out to one person, then you've done a great job, and Alistair, you reached out to me, so... Hang on a minute, when you say he's he's kind of giving you the nudge towards AA, is that because you've just heard him on the radio, or have you spoken is, to yeah. him? Wow. No, no, through your show. Yeah, wow! Your show. Sort of saved me, really. Um, four months ago, I was suicidal and depressed, and, um... Through Alistair and your show, I've turned my life around. And, um, yeah, I'd like if Alistair's sitting there in his room feeling a bit down, you know, so cheer up, mate. You know, you've, you've, you've done a great turn. And um, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's listened to you. And, yeah, like, you know, you've thrown a few Steve's in in the early days. And, and, yeah, and you are where you are now, mate. And uh, Steve. big thanks from me to you, mate. Steve, yeah, that's so. a big thing. I, I can see Alistair's on Twitter right now. Alistair, if you're listening, take that, man. Take that. There you go. You got Steve yeah. was inspired to start sorting his life out because yeah, of you, mate. Yeah, I mean, I've got two young boys, and they've benefited from it as well. You know, everyone that you know, that I touch has benefited. So, um, well done, Alistair, mate. You know, keep up the good work. Steve. You know, I heard at the show he offered his hotel room to anyone. Yeah. And, um, he's a good man. He does, you, you can tell that he's a bloody nice guy. Yeah, so. he's a good man. Um, yeah, Steve, so thanks for sharing that, mate. That's I think that's uh, really important and powerful what you've just said. So thank you. No worries. Thank you, mate. There you yeah. go. There you go, Alistair. Take that. That's come from Steve. Totally unprompted. And well done, Steve. I'm getting sober as well. Um, so um, Dick and Dom aren't on the station anymore. Is that true? So I hear. This is what I'm just reading on Twitter. Steph and Dom don't work here anymore. Let's drop that trail from the, um... We must have missed the leaving card. The trail package. I don't, I'm surprised we didn't invite it to a party or something. <laughs> Hello, Alexander! Hello, how are you? Again, everyone's asking, no one wants to know. So what can we do for you? I would like to offer everybody who loses their job because of Brexit a job. What do you mean give them a chance? First of all, we don't know if anyone's going to lose their job because of Brexit. So what do you mean a chance? Hang on one second. Let me, now, I've just dumped you so no one's heard that. So let's, let, well, let's have a little look at this website because I don't want to be advertising some porno. Uh, what, a lighting firm? No, no, no. It's a toilet paper delivery 24-7. Okay, well, tp24.com has gone. It's a lighting firm, mate. So, I, you've fallen at the first hurdle. No, I own tp24.com. It's in my uni registry account. Okay, well, it's it's a well. Then you'll know that it's LED lighting. No, no, no. tep24.com. No, tee. Tee. Ha ha ha, he he he, I'm a laughing gnome and you can't catch me. Teehee24.com, okay, this is... Tango. Okay, Jesus. England, England. Okay. You should have uh, had a few more tangos instead of the boots. Teehee24 doesn't, yeah, Teehee24.com doesn't... No, it's it's T, P for palace. T-P. T-E-E-P-E-E-24.com. Okay, just confuse us when you started singing T-He-He-He, you started singing The Laughing Gnome, that's... Right, T-P-24.com doesn't... It, we can't open it here, which means it's probably pornography. No, 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 it's just... It's, the, the website's not up yet. Okay, no, it says here, web page blocks, which means it's a porno website. 
No, I would never put porn on there. You wouldn't put porn on there? Okay, well, I take you, you sound like a, a, a man of your word and also a man of your beer. So you're going to be doing 24-hour toilet deliveries and you're offering people the chance to come and work for what sounds like an incredibly promising business. I think it sounds like an incredibly promising business as well. And I think it's kind of Well, you would, do, you would do because it's your business. Well, well, you see, what's going to happen is, is it's going to pay for the Royal Trust. Okay. Well, thanks so much for your call, Alexandra, and thank you for waiting over 30 minutes to make your point. No, don't, don't go yet. Don't no, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, my friend. I'm, I'm staying here until one o'clock. It's you that's going, because you're a knob. I suggest you go to bed. Let's go to Ben. Hello, Ben. Hello, ben? you okay? <laughs> no one's interested in the answer. What are <laughs> Oh, it's that Muppet. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> Two lines, same knobhead. <laughs> let's let's uh, squeeze. Let's all see if we can squeeze into Lavinia, shall we? Um, I mean, let's see if we can squeeze Lavinia in. I do apologise. Sorry, no DP here. Lavinia. Hello, 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 my honey buddies. Four hello. hellos, five hellos, and a honey buddy. Um, it's gotta be Lavinia licking it up. Thank you, my lovely. Uh, what I'd like to tell you, actually, uh, there's uh, two uh, things I'd like to talk about, all right? The uh, first one is sort of briefly, right? This happened a couple of months ago, if you remember. Uh, you was talking about, if I remember rightly, you was talking about some sort of plane that apparently you actually thought, had a terrible thought that uh, a plane at the time was going to crash, right? Yes. All I'm going to say is that you are not alone, Ian, because I've also had that thought many <laughs> occasions. And uh, uh, what I would put that down to is Being a pessimist. the trauma. Does that make sense? No, doesn't make any sense. I think I think loads of people look at planes and imagine they might fall out of the sky. Well. Uh, when you were talking about it, yes. uh, some time ago, you said it was awful, you know, I could imagine when it coming out, why would I want to think like that? Yes. But, uh, what I want to say is that, you know, because I had that terrible thought. Yes. You know, anyway, <laughs> disregard that. Yes. I would like uh, to talk about an experience that I can't explain, yeah? And, uh, you might be able to help me, right? Okay. And... Uh, this was a couple of years ago, right? This was in a square, like a, a market s square. Yes. And it was a beautiful sunny day. Yes. And this is absolutely true, Ian, all right? Yes. And I've uh, thought about it, I've thought about it, I've thought about it. And I thought, no, I've got to get it out in the open. I've got to tell Ian about it because he might be able to help me. Okay. Anyway, uh, it... it, it it was a beautiful summer's uh, day, yes. and I was having a, coffee, a cup of coffee, and it was out in the open in the market square in the blue in Bermondsey. Yes. And this is fact, right? Okay. And, and as I'm... Uh, sitting Hold there, that so, thought, Lavinia! We're going to find out. This is a tease to throw forward, you see. We never do these, because yeah. those people just switch off at midnight. They can't bother listening to another hour of this crap. Well, they're, they're going to listen, because we're going to... 
um, we're going to hear this nonsense. Oh, we're going to hear uh, Lavinia's situation and we're going to fix it. Yeah. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making we you talk. We can't forget the man with a thousand songs. We can't forget the man who made us smile. And in the light of day you can hear his voice and say, Looking back to the youth of yesterday. Look inside the man with a heart of gold. Think like a child, that's what I'm told. The greatest entertainer in the world, I say. Looking back to the youth of yesterday. Michael, oh Michael, there will never be no one like you. Michael, we won't forget you. Cause the world is thinking of you too. Respect is what you've got now, you're gone. But now I know that life goes on and on. There'll always be a day we can say, your songs will say, looking back to the youth of yesterday. Michael, oh Michael, Michael, oh Michael. There will never be no one like you. Run, run away, run for your life! Uh, what shock. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Tribute there to uh, the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. By Nigel Maidstone. Uh, Lavinia, so, you're in Bermondsey Market. Sunny yes. day. And you're naked. Tell us what happened next. Well, what happened, I was having a cup of coffee, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, I actually saw this balloon, right? And I thought it's... Uh, somebody's balloon, and apparently it was a helium balloon, right? Yes. And and it had uh, the number eighty on it, right? Listen to this, right? Then as I was uh, sitting there drinking my coffee, it was like hovering, right? And I thought, in a minute, somebody's going to grab hold of it because you know, I mean, it could be a child's uh, balloon or somebody's or, balloon, or, an, or a balloon for an 80th birthday party. Yes, exactly, and <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Tell you what happened. Above uh, the coffee shop, uh, there's a pensioners hall, and I had a feeling that they had a party, and it was somebody's birthday, eighty year old. And what happened? As I looked up, I actually saw this window open, right above. So I thought that the balloon has come out of the window. But guess what? All right, Poirot. <laughs> It gets better. I hope so. <laughs> because you know what happened? I was sitting there one minute, and all of a sudden, it went uh, 50 feet along, right? And then it, then I thought, where's it gone? And then I looked again, and I thought, oh, it's uh, disappeared. It's gone somewhere, right? Yes. Then, uh, to my amazement, uh-huh. I looked to, to my right, and as the market square... Uh, goes in uh, to like a triangle, right? There's an alleyway, right? Yeah. And as I've looked, I've huh? seen the balloon hovering uh, uh, from the alleyway, coming towards me. Why are you doing it like player. you're describing a murder? You're doing it in a murder voice. <laughs> well, this is what I'm thinking, because at the time I was so can I just pause you for a second, right? I think it was coming for you. This is what, this is, can I just, I've got, I've just, I'm going to put, we've got a new microphone here, they're very sensitive. And I'm just oh, going to put sorry. the microphone next to my head, right? <laughs> and you're going to hear the noise that's going through my head as you're telling me this story. You ready? 
Yes. Let me just move it. Here we go. This is it. That's good. Try, try the one that's going through my head. Ready? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Is it that bad? Is it that bad? So, this balloon, it was coming towards you. What happened next? Gonna put it next. Let me put the microphone next to Sarah's head. This is what's going through, going on in Sarah's head. It's the same as me! Oh no, hang on, hang on. We've done the wrong. That's my microphone that has been. This is, this is what's going on in her head. What's happened? My computer has been taken over by the hookah chucker noise! Can I just tell you about this balloon, please? Oh, yes. that's okay. Hello. 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 Is there anybody there? Yes. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Where's your car? Can you here? No, I want to talk about the balloon. Just shut it, Carol. No, I won't. It a is a lavinia. What are you beefing on about? I've actually tried to explain about this uh, balloon. Who's that? Lavinia. Who? Who are you? Yes, Lavinia. I like the mushy peas. And I like, um, mushy sausages. Who's and that? beans and... Flipping, uh, eh? pudding. A guzzler. No, all I want to talk about this, uh, this balloon. Who's that? And what happened, I was sitting at the Who's coffee that? shop. Who's that? It's me, Lavinia. Yeah, I know who it is now. Uh, can I talk about my balloon? Just shut it, Carol. It's not Carol, my lovely. It's Lavinia Great. Are you real? Yes, I am a balloon, and I'm trying to explain something. Dear, dear, dear. What a radio program this is. Ian, are you there? Oh, God. All I want to talk about the balloon. Anyway, I'm going to talk about my balloon. Please right. don't go. What happened this... Did we get a balloon edgeware here? No, let me explain myself. Oonga, it was probably in the balloon. Carry on, Steve Living. You ignore Dave. He's being rude. So rude. Uh, thank you, Ian. Thank you. Uh, thank you. No, me. thank you for keeping <laughs> the um, youth of Britain entertained. This balloon. Uh, Are we allowed to talk on? about balloons during Perda? Let me just check. Yes. Well, Away you go. <laughs> we finish at one, Lavinia, so speed it up a bit, because Daryl does a good show. He don't, he don't okay. want this crap. Well, what happened, yes, every I time I saw this balloon, it kept reappearing and also disappearing. And then as I've looked up the alleyway, it was up there again, and it's making its way back past me. But nobody's Sneaky noticed Sneaky balloon. It. Sneaking up on her. Anyway, what happened, Ian... This uh, uh, may be a bit sad and also may be a bit strange. What I is it a bit interesting? Because I would hope after fifteen minutes of talking, it might be. Yeah, what I believe what happened in that area that because it kept going to the same sort of place, half 
hovering. You've answered what happened. There was an 80-year-old bird. You were sat underneath an elderly centre. It was a window yeah. open. It was a birthday party the, for an 80-year-old, and the balloon fell, came out the window. Let her finish. There's got to be an interesting part. I don't well, know if there is. But what I'm trying to say, all of a sudden I thought to myself, what am I going to do? I'm going, I am dying uh, to get Family. up and actually uh, grab the balloon. Well, right? why didn't you? Yes, but I was going to, guess what happened? Uh, some lady You got sucked off by an 80, alien? No, an uh, 80-year-old lady come by and I said, um... Uh, is that your balloon? She said yes. Well, you, did, you, you got anally probed by an alien. That's what happened to yeah. you. Yes. That, yeah. that did actually happen to us. Not me being vulgar. Uh, Levin, you got probed by that an alien. That wasn't that day. This was the balloon day. Okay. Could have been the same yeah, day. Could have been a very eventful say, day. Ian, all I'm going to say, this, the balloon, I've never stopped thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it made me go all lovely and... A goose bundling. You should have taken it home and ridden it. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes, I should have done. But I bet you get a right horn on when you walk down the street and you see those blokes selling 50, um, like, Pokemon and Disney character balloons. Definitely. I love it. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, Lavinia. Um, is that how throw-forwards work? I thought they were supposed to be... Like a, a reason for people wanting to listen, not we just made people angry now. <laughs> we just made. Give me that Some nuclear button. Aroused. I'm pressing it. Some of them are aroused. Give me the nuclear button. I will press it. Ask me that question, Piers Morgan. Would you press the nuclear? Yes, now. And I'd have like a little um, fake red button. I'd go. Imagine this is the nuclear button. Brr, that's it. I'm doing it. That's what I'd say. What about the kittens, though? Well, so I've got these. I've, I've bought the kittens. So <sighs> I had three cats. Old lady, velvet, twenty and a half. The two girls, um, who are just over a year. And then I got like a phone call last week from someone from the RSPCA saying, we've got six kittens. Do you want to come have a look at them? Yeah, I didn't want to go and look at them. I said, I'll come have a look, but I'm not really in the market for cats at the moment. I went and look at these two, my brother and sister, and they're ten weeks old and they got an eye infection and they're small one and very cute and I wasn't going to take them and then the little boy came up to me and said please mister me and master no one loves us so it's a little bit small please can we come and live with you please I said I can't do it and then this little girl came up and went please mister we're begging you and so um so on Saturday, the RSPCA came to check out my house. They didn't notice I had a train line at the end of the garden. That was the thing I was worried about. Um, and the woman was like in her late 50s, 60s, in her 60s, I think. And I'm excellent at flirting with women in their 60s. Excellent. And I totally charmed her and I showed her velvet and... That's his her. cat, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's my cat. And uh, she said, well, I don't see a, I don't see any problem here. Yes, I'll let um, Vicky know and you can... I said, okay. So I texted Vicky and said, it looks like I've passed the audition. When can I get... When, what happens now? She goes, well, you can come and get them. I said, what, now? She said, we, we, we're never convenient. I'll be over in half an hour. And so I got this little boy and this little girl and they came over on Saturday and they are just the most adorable things. My girls, well, one of my girls, Mucky met them very briefly today and she just <laughs> ran out of the kitchen, ran through the cat flap, ran to the end of the garden. I've not seen her since. 
So that went well. Um, and they're locked in the living room at the moment and they're tiny and they climb, they, the boy, haven't got names yet. The boy, if you're standing up, the boy will claw his way up your jeans, up to you. Have you seen him do that? Very friendly, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They sit on your shoulder. If you watch the stream on, um, uh, Sunday night, they were climbing all over me. She fell asleep on my shoulder. He fell asleep on my belly. And they're adorable. And, um, they did the stinkiest dumps I've ever, and it's just appalling. They did a really bad fart the other day. I thought it was the boys, but the boy, it was not. It was one of the cats. Um, so I've got, got five cats now. I'm like that. I'm the mad. I always said more than two cats and you're insane. Then I got three and it's like, okay, well, three is like the, the, the actual line. I've got five cats and it's going to be a real system of having to monitor the cat flap because the kittens won't be going out for six months. Um, and also he's a boy kitten and he's got, he's not been done. He can't get done for a few months. So I've got to make sure he doesn't mount his sister and impregnate his sister, which is easily done. Trust me. Um, so, don't ask. So, uh, you know, and also I'm worried because the, the... I think they can do them quite early, actually, male cats. Okay. Now. So, the t but the two girls I'm worried because I've not really seen them for the last couple of days, so I'm worried they're feeling left out and... Oh, it's a hot... And here's the thing. The, these two are cuter than the two girls because the two girls are feral and they bring in live mice. So the whole thing is going to be a nightmare. People are going to come and not want to see the girls. Lucky and mucky. I love those girls. It has to be said... And, and actually, Mucky is very, very friendly. Lux, you, you don't see her. Lucky, you don't see. She expresses emotion through food, and, and that food is generally half-eaten and, and a rodent. Yeah. But my she's babies. trying. She's my, they're my babies. But they are cute, man. Yeah. So what a world. So I've got five cats. In yeah, the but house. Velvet's no trouble, is she? What can I do to... Why have the Daily Star started following me? Why have the Daily Star started following me? Okay, what what story is it? What what have they got? What have they got? Maybe it's just because the jungle's starting, actually. Maybe yeah. they're doing because the jungle's starting. And they know you're loose-lipped about it now. Oh, put the thing about me talking about the electric shocks in the podcast and label it something like, I'm a celeb is faked, says Ian Lee, or something <laughs> like that. Because then the star will print... Oh, here we go. Tomorrow right, tomorrow night, that'll go out as a podcast. Yeah. So when, by t end of play tomorrow night or early Wednesday, star or mirror online, that will be a news story. All right. I'm a celebs. Ian Lee, tragic comic. Ian Lee admits the show is faked. That's what they'll put. So yeah, yeah, we'll get that right at the start of the podcast, um, and uh, they'll do that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative weeknights from ten with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Dead of night discourse for disco queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy farmers aye, aye. and distant fathers. Yeah, whatever. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On talk radio. Yes, great. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Shelter cat put in solitary confinement for repeatedly letting other cats out. A cat named Quilty. By this way, this show is now sponsored by cats. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just like cats. Gang too. My Twitter feed is just going to be cat pictures and cat videos. And if you don't like that, screw you. Screw you. A cat named Quilty has been sentenced to solitary confinement for continually letting other cats out of their enclosures. <laughs> Look at the face. Oh, little baby. At his shelter after multiple warnings failed to curb the problem. This is the thing about cats. They do not respond to a good talking to. 
The serial offender was caught by staff at Friends for Life Animal Rescue and Adoption Organization jailbreaking other felines out of the senior room repeatedly several times a day. <laughs> Quilty also has a checkered past of consistent offending after staff at the shelter in Houston discovered he used to let his dog sibling into the house at his old home. After an online campaign was launched to Hang free... On, you call it consistent offending, that's skills. You let the dog in. Very, very wicked skills. After an online campaign was launched to hashtag free quilty, the shelter said that his review with the parole board had failed, but he released himself anyway before returning to solitary. The shelter said Quilty will not be contained. <laughs> and he has no shame. Quilty loves to let cats out of the senior room. Repeatedly. Several times a day. We have Quilty proofed the cat room while he took a brief hiatus in the lobby. His roommates missed him while he was banished to the lobby. They're, they enjoyed their nighttime escapades around the shelter. The staff, however, did not miss the morning cat wrangling, so we'll just have to agree to disagree there. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, The shelter continued to post his updates as Quilty tried and failed to escape through a window and video showed the spicy a-hole... What? ...being marched back to his holding cell after he got out and crashed the staff meeting. <laughs> Look at his face in this picture. It's exactly the one I've got. What a stunner. <laughs> Quilty is still looking for a home. I'll have him. And although he's unsure about small children, his bio reads, I do know that I like to open closed door. When I see one, it challenges me and I work hard to get it open and I'm usually successful. Um, I'll have Quilty. I'll take Quilty. I'll have him. Um, the cats are the best, man. If you've got dogs, is there something wrong with you? Cats... Cats are the best. There's something very magical about them, but five is, is too many and I'm so I got it got them to try and fill a gap that is not there and you know and it's, it's a really dumb mistake it's going to be hard work it's going to be expensive as well geez the amount i'm spending on cat food and um cat litter is and insurance and jabs oh yeah 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 they are cute though they are adorable good evening nigel oh good evening Ian. how are you um you don't want to know so i'm going to say i'm fine of course I want to know. I'm feeling yeah. really, really lousy at the moment, to be honest. No, oh, there's a lot of... My brother's in, in bed with the flu. Okay. I'm talking Michael, more like spiritually... Get well, get well soon, Michael. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm talking more spiritually... Not Michael Jackson, Michael, my Okay, well, he didn't want to know. That's fine. I'm feeling fine, Nigel. Thank you for asking. Yeah. There is a lot of flu about, isn't there, I think? But no, I've not seen... I've not come across it yet. No. But it was really cold today, wasn't it? I went into Maystone today for a change. I'm going to my girlfriend's tomorrow. Beautiful. Uh, which should be exciting. I'm looking forward to Christmas. Are you? Ian? Not, not really. I don't really like Christmas. I've decided. Well, it's going to be nice for me having a shrimp, isn't it? Having so a shrimp. Hello. 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 Yeah. It's, it's going to be nice for me to have a friend to go and visit. It Christmas will be wonderful. Time. Yes. Instead of uh, you know being stuck here on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice. You know, I'm going to go Christmas Day, I think, reckon. That'll be lovely. Well, you'll have uh, a great time. Christmas dinner, uh, Christmas dinner with my girlfriend. Are you a Brussels sprouts kind of guy? A little bit. I'll have a few. I love Brussels. I, I would have a whole plate no, of Brussels actually, sprouts. I've had, about, I've had about eight before in one go. Oh, I'd have a whole plate of Brussels sprouts. If, if uh, I'm going yeah. to my sister's Christmas Day, and if she just gave me um, a plate of Brussels sprouts, I would look at her and I would say sincerely, thank you. Thank but don't you. They make, don't they make you fart? 
Uh, oh, he farts anyway. No, oh, no, 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 I don't eat them. I shove them up my bum hole one at a time. My record is 15. <laughs> the vegetarians do, don't they? They do do that, um, yeah, they do shove them up their bum hole vegetarians. That's why I stopped. <laughs> don't you know what vegetarian is? very slack ring piece <laughs> being a vegetarian. In, uh, Ian. Sorry? I had to get one in, didn't I? Just one? Well, that's Christmas Day, yeah. isn't it? Not the Brussels sprout, a joke. Oh, it was a joke, was it? It was just a small one, about this big. This what have you called yeah. in for, Nigel? Um, I, I'm gonna sing you a song, it's got a quick song to finish off. I, I'll call you later on to do a longer one in the week. I'll give you a longer Gosh, one in the week. Gosh, you spoil us. Make, make it Thursday or uh, Friday. I'm gonna do, um, finish off my conversation. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Nigel. Are you okay? Yeah. You haven't got the flu yet, then? No, I'm alright. I, I, I hope I don't get it, so I won't be able to go and see my girlfriend. I don't want to give it to her. You've got to stay up to tournament standard, Nigel. No messing about. Yeah. Pardon? No, nothing. Let's, have, let's finish joke. us off, Nigel. Finish me yeah. and Kath off. God, no, right. I'm fine. Sometimes Miley Cyrus, she sings a song or two. She likes to play the guitar as well. Sometimes Miley Cyrus, she has love with you. So come and join the gang with her. Sometimes Miley Cyrus, sometimes Miley Cyrus, she sings a song or two. She likes country and western songs, I listen to her too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nigel. Thank you indeed. 0344. 499-1000. No one was interested in the answer to the question, how are you? Not, not one person. Oh, well. Ah, well. What you got for us, Catherine Boyle? All right, here we go. What about this? Horror expert claims real-life Dracula was a priest from Devon. Okay. The real-life Dracula is from Devon, a horror expert claims. Writer Andy Struthers says a priest from Exeter may Hang on, sorry, can I stop you for a second? Go on. Nigel, are you still there? No, listening to the show. Okay, fair play. Catherine. You can do a Dracula impression. Oh, can you do Dracula for us? Me. You? Me, yeah. You. You want, well, right now? Yeah. Right now. Uh, I've got to think about it. Uh, my name is Dracula. Dracula. Dracula, I'm coming to get you in, Lee and Catherine. You better watch out. No, Dracula's coming after you. Ha, ha, ha. Dracula speaks in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> that was no good at all. No, he's rub you're right, it's rubbish. <laughs> it's rubbish. But it was fun. It's, it hurts my throat when I do that. I don't think Jack- it, it gives me a little thrill when I hear that yeah, kind of voice. I, I, uh, yeah. I like it. My name is Dracula, <laughs> coming to get you all on Halloween night. Ha, 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 I've got ha, a year yeah. then to get away. <laughs> <laughs> well, Betty, I said to Betty one day, I said to Betty, I get my cat down the whoopsie on the carpet. Oh, I can't eat beans. Oh. <laughs> Funny you should do that. Sarah is wearing a Frank Spencer hat right now. Look, you got, we got, we're getting yes. the full. Hello, Sarah's new, isn't she? Yes. 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 So, so. Wait, I was chatting her up. No, you weren't. Well, uh, chatting anyway. Yeah, exactly. Did, 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 adding the word up completely changes yeah, the scenario, know, makes know, it a little bit creepy yeah. and, and also factually incorrect. You were chatting, yeah. I'm too old for Sarah. Um, I don't think it's just that. <laughs> anyway, are you just going to hang on the line for the rest of the show? Well, I, no, I can listen on the internet, if that's all right. Yeah, I mean, um... You can listen on the phone if you want. We don't mind. 
We've got another 33 minutes, and then Daryl's coming on. You can stay on and listen to Daryl's show on the phone if you want. Well, I, I don't mind listening on, on the internet. It's okay. He's got stuff to do, Ian. Well, it's up to you, Nigel. Um, no, I think I, I, I'll switch your phone off because I don't need to my battery up. Okay, well, but you, you hang up first, then. I'll hang up, and then I, I'll listen to you. And you say hello to me on the internet we'll in a minute. We'll do that. Uh, I'll put the internet we'll on. We'll do that, Nigel. Uh, thanks very much, Ian. Thank I, you. I listen to the show on the internet. Thank, Thank you. you. Good Bye. Night. Good Bye. Night. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. And he's gone. He's gone. I feel like it was a little director's commentary there, a little bonus, uh, or, or an extended scene. Extend. Oh, this is what I want to talk about. Sorry, we'll come back to the Dracula thing in a minute. Dracula, if you don't mind. Dracula. Who was that to be talking about streaming films the other day? We were talking to someone about streaming films. I don't remember. Yeah, well, we were. Was it me? Anyway, this is the problem with streaming films. Mm -hmm. I can't remember who we were talking to, but the point is this. In 20 years' time, the director's commentary will become collector's pieces. I know, I know, I know. We were talking about those collectors who have things and won't share them. That was it. Where were we talking about that? We were talking about on the radio on Friday. Yes. Well... Directors' commentaries will become collectors' pieces in 20 years because that was only on that DVDs were actually quite a brief period of, of of film history. Now it's all streaming, and it probably will be streaming. There'll be something else, but now it's not about ownership; it's about licensing. Yeah. Um, and there's more money to be made in licensing than ownership, and also d- d- directors' commentaries, extended scenes, all those things are really expensive to put on a DVD. And DVDs are selling less and less, and unless they invent you know, a, an audio track on Netflix or Amazon where you can go to the director's commentary uh, or watch extended scenes or outtakes and stuff like that. It's a dead thing. Yeah. It's a dead thing. You, they need to sort of press your red button now. Well, they do. I was thinking they do have different audio tracks because you can have different languages. Yeah. But um, also, I, I don't think that many people ever watch the director's commentary. Because I would watch a film and then go, oh, I'd really like to see the hear the director's commentary. For the whole thing, though? For the whole thing. Wow. But I think... But I've just watched the film, so I'll come back to it in three months. Yeah. And then in three months, I'll go... I don't remember. Actually, let me watch... I, I really want to see the film. So I'm going to watch the film, and then I'll do the director's... So there's very... Unless it's something like the Monkeys film or something very niche, where I want to hear... what I want to hear every minute detail. Um, I think most of those director's commentaries... Go, the 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 best one is R. Kelly trapped in the closet. I know, I know, but he's obviously never heard a director's commentary before. Because director's commentary, you go, okay, well, um, this is a great scene, and and the the, the, the ah, we're actually filming this in the Adelphi Hotel, and um, that that hotel is famous because you know Joni Mitchell wrote a song there, and if you see that young actress there, by coincidence, she's Joni, you know that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. right? But for R. Kelly's trapped in the closet, it's him in a cinema. And you see the film in the, in the, on the big screen. He's in a cinema and every now and then he'll turn and go, this bit's really funny. Then he'll turn and watch <laughs> it. Just what- <laughs> then he'll go, if you watch this, this bit coming up, it's great. I wrote this bit. 
And that's so it. It's just what, it's just our kind of watching his own sex offender, he's also an idiot. <laughs> let's, let's do Jim, then we'll play a trail, and then we're going to get this Dracula story. Oh, Good yeah. evening, Jim. Good evening, Ian, how are you? I'm okay, mate, thanks. You're not okay. So listen, I'll, we'll get to that in a second, but first of all, I need to pull you up about something. Yeah. That film choice that you had the other day there was absolutely crap. The, look, the final countdown, I went to download it. My God, Ian, what a film. Hang on a minute. I didn't, this is for a podcast that I do once a year with my friend Elton. I didn't choose that film. He chose it. <laughs> you said it was a great film, so your recommendation I went to watch it's, it. it yeah, was it's not, well, if I said great, then I apologise. It's it's a classic of the time travel genre, but it's flawed. <laughs> and the main flaw is, basically, a, 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 an aircraft carrier from the 80s gets sent back to just yeah. before Pearl Harbor, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, just as yeah. Pearl Harbor's about to happen in the 1940s. And they're having this whole argument, should we scramble out the jets to yeah. save Pearl Harbor, and then, they, so they scramble out the jets, and they go, whoa, 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 if we, if we do that, yeah. that changes the whole yeah. direction of the law. And basically, Jim, nothing happens in that film at all. It was all Doctor Who, uh, Weebly Wobbly, Tiny Wimey. Well, I like Tiny, ti whoa, 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 Tiny Wimey's good. The Tiny Wimey like bit's good. I like Tiny Wimey too. Yeah, I like Tiny Wimey. What's your favourite Tiny Wimey film? Oh, Tiny Wimey. Ooh, that's a difficult one. Uh, you haven't seen any, have you? There. You haven't oh, seen no, any. Oh, no, I have. You haven't seen uh, any. I don't. Well, then no one. I've, you put me on the spot. Have you seen Time Crimes? Which one, Kat? Time Crimes. Who don't think so? Who's in it? It's incredible. It's a Spanish film. Mate. No. Ah, uh, muy bien, español. Nosotros tenemos armario emperados. Destroy well, him, Catherine. Me siento mucho escuchar esto porque me parece una historia muy triste. Oh, muy bien. Oh, muy bien. Anyway, it's a good film. What's the other one? A uh, triangle? No. Uh, Primer. <laughs> Have you seen Primer? Which one? Have you seen Predestination? No. Have you seen Looper? No. Right, so he's never seen one. What was that one where they're all having a dinner party? What was that one called? Oh, that's not time travel. Well, what that's is it? It's interdimensional parallel universes. What was it called, though? It's called, um, it's a great film. It's called, like, um, dinner dates or something. No. Uh, right, anyway, well, it's not time travel. We're not talking about interdimensional right, right, multi-universes. Yeah, putting that to the side, I think it's only fair that if we listen to you every night, Ian, and we all know that you've had issues, uh, it's out there, it's in the public domain, I think it's only fair that if you entertain us, and you're obviously not feeling great tonight as well, I think it's only fair that you should share with us, even if Nigel or whatever is not interested, yeah. there's a lot of us that are interested in how you're feeling tonight, I think you should sort of like share it with us and unload the burden. Yeah, people switch off. I will tell you as, you, as you asked, thank you. I feel lousy today. I feel really lousy today. I felt lousy for the last, I would say, three or four weeks, and it's been getting progressively worse. Uh, Saturday night didn't help, but that's certainly not the cause of it, but that, that has, has certainly, it's not been the cause of it, but that's not helped. Um, and I got up late today. I just went and sat with the cats when I finally managed to get up. Then I went back to bed for another three or four hours, and I wasn't going to come in, and I, I've been crying a lot, and I feel at this precise second in time that I would like to be dead. That's how I'm feeling. Now, I uh, don't actually want to die, but that's, wh that's where I am at this precise moment in time.
time, Jim. I'm dreading, co- even though I love this job, I'm dreading coming into work, and uh, it's all fake at the moment. Well, listen, radio is, it's, uh, that's, that's your business for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is, is if, if your depression is kicking back, then obviously you know what to do and what you need to do. Yeah, you're right. Well, I sort of do. I do to a certain extent, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. But listen, uh, I, I I love what you do every night, even though you're putting on a show or whatever, and even though you turn up sometimes feeling like shit and whatever else, you know, it's what you and Kath do every single night is an absolute tonic, but I feel that uh, we should also give back to you what you give to us and share the energy. Thank you, Jim. I pr- can you zap some over right now? It's coming right at you. My index finger is pointing right at you. It's about to touch each nipple. Bang, bang. There you go. Oh, yes, mate! And can I just can I just do the same thing to Kath? No, you cannot, you dirty son. Leave my nips alone. Not having you touching her nipples. Thank you, Jim. You're a good man. Appreciate that. I've just announced the lineup for I'm a Celebrity, and I can't, I, I feel, I still feel a bit jealous. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Not as jealous as I did last year. Couldn't watch last year's. Felt very, um, improper. But I do feel a little bit jealous. I'm guessing maybe that won't ever go. I'm guessing that won't ever go. It's better than it was, but. I do feel a little bit, because it was, um, uh, it was an amazing experience, you know, it was an incredible experience, but, um, once in a lifetime. Just as well, maybe. Just as well. Came off the old rails after that for a little bit, huh? But then it also, even though I was, I was the lowest paid person on it that year by quite some way, everyone was getting over like a hundred thousand pounds. I didn't get anywhere near that, but I did, I did very nicely have it. Um. That fee was was uh, you know a, th- a third of the deposit on it. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be living in a nice. I wouldn't be living in that house if I hadn't have done the jungle. So um, let me take this call because who's this being a, a bell cheese? Just put them straight through, please. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. But yeah, I wouldn't be in there. I wouldn't have five cats. I wouldn't have five cats if it wasn't for the jungle. It's the jungle's problem. That's what it is. Hello, Gerald. Hello, Ian Lee and oh. Catherine Boyle. There we go. I just want to say I thought the rabbit hole in Brighton was bloody brilliant. Oh, thank you. Now, I've been thinking, and I feel like you could do with some new jingles. jingles. I got my mate to do some. Let me know if you want it in MP3 form. Okay. The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. This is what, like, um, jingles for Tommy Vance would have sounded like in the early 80s. Yes, Red Boyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All <laughs> three doubles or double nine. One so sad. What a banger. Oh. Not as much as this. It's it. Girl. I want to take you to a gay bar. I want to take you to a gay bar. I want to take you to a gay bar. Gay bar. Thank you, Gerald. That was a big song, the gay bar yeah, song, wasn't it? Was I want to take you to a gay bar. A gay bar. Yeah. That was around about the same time as My United States of Whatever. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. Oh, do you not remember that? No, I don't think so. Oh, let's find that. That was a fun little song. Well, this is My United States of Whatever. He looks like a sort of um, Buddy Holly. My United. Here we go. This is my United States of whatever. Let's have a listen to this. I wonder if this stands the test of time. Oh, 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 what year was this? Um, uh, cannot tell you that. Hang on. 
I went down to the beach and saw Kiki. She was all like, eh, and I'm like, whatever. And this chick comes up to me and she's all like, hey, aren't you that dude? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So later, I'm, I'm at the pool hall and this girl comes up and she's all like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. This is quite good. And then it's 3 a.m. I'm on the corner wearing my leather. This dude comes up and he's like, hey, punk. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> then I'm throwing dice in the alley. Officer Leroy comes up and he's like, hey, I thought I told you. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> then up comes Zaffo. I'm like, yo, Zaffo, what's up? He's like, Duh. I'm like, that's cool. Because this is my United States of That was better than I thought it was going to be. Improvise that, done in one take. That's, uh, You'll be astounded to hear. Really? Yeah. That stood the test of time better than I thought. Oh, th did we do the Dracula story? No! We'll do it after these messages. The Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. Very quickly, so I'm reading about Liam Lynch, who did My United States mm -hmm. or whatever, thinking, oh, you know, whatever happened to him. And it turns out he's directed movies and comedy specials and um, he does a podcast and, and he did, he did fake songs of bands, including a fake Beatles song, which I can't find. If anyone in the last ten minutes of the show can find Liam Lynch's fake Beatles song, I think it's just called fake Beatles song. I'd love to hear it. But this is, I just found this. I haven't heard this. We're going to hear it now. This is Liam Lynch doing a fake Talking head song. So let's, um... I mean, that's, um, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? That's just, uh, there's, there's, uh, oh, oh, hang on a second. Look, can we get, get, just very quickly, fake Dylan. This is him doing a fake Dylan, I think. Cross, cross your fingers. You can't walk on water. Wasting all the winter. That's what you do. 
He's good, man. I'm, I'm going to go and get the Liam Lynch uh, uh, podcast while Catherine tells us about Dracula. Oh, I think it's a boring story now. <laughs> ah, you really know how to sell this stuff. Well, let's see. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> the real life Dracula was from Devon, a horror expert claims. <laughs> Starting to look ever more flimsy as I read. Mm. Writer Andy Struthers says a priest from Exeter may have inspired author Bram Stoker's legendary vampire. Stoker featured the city's cathedral close in his original story, and Exeter is where lawyer Jonathan Harker leaves from from for Transylvania. The Count later travels... God, I can't read. What's going on with you? I'm tired. You high? Yeah, you, you, no. want some, you want some marijuana, you want to go up, you want to go down. <laughs> no, thanks. I think I just want to go home. The Count <laughs> later travels to England to hunt for new blood. Now Andy believes Dracula was based on ideas by Sabine Baring Gould, an Anglican priest from Exeter. Oh. Baring Gould lived in nearby Lutrenchard Manor and wrote two books which Drac- uh, Stoker based Dracula's features on. Andy said the book of werewolves and the vampire tale provided Stoker with elements of his story and virtually everything he needed for his creation of the vampire count. That is not... That is not what the headline suggests. Oh, hang on. Horror expert claims real-life Dracula was a priest from Devon. Now he's saying Bram Stoker nicked his story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think they've got all the headlines in one bag and all the stories in another and they just throw them in the air. Like um, David Bowie and Thingy used to do. So, um, well, Brian this, Eno, wasn't it? it? Well, we we balls. We've fallen for uh, funny as you said balls. I caught my balls there as I moved it. We've fallen for clickbait. We've fallen for clickbait, and God damn it, I'm furious. How do we get out of this clickbait? Try some more. <laughs> you want to get up? You want to go down? Um, that story's boring. This one. Oh. University offers students a grave to lie in to cope with exam stress. Ah, I don't know if I believe this. I know there's a photograph, but it just feels like... Here's a question, right? Who does... Who makes the news? Who decides the news? I was thinking this today. I've written it down. Who decides the news? Well, increasingly increasingly because of the way uh, the rapid pace at which news is written and turned over basically you can write a new press release send it out and someone will put it in a paper and mm. it'll become the news mm. i was thinking today because today and we, we we can say this today a lot of the news has been about um uh, an mp being interviewed about whether they'd press the nuclear button or not mm-hmm. right and the story has been that this mp i think said i don't even remember what they said but so the news has been Shadow war, what do they call it? War, war minister? War, what do they call it? Shadow war correspondent. Shadow defense um, correspondent, uh, minister. Yeah. Gives vague answer about nuclear deterrent. And the, the thing is, there is no answer to that question. You say, yeah, well, of course, if we thought there was a, a threat, we'd use it. But you get called out. You say, well, no, we'd never use it. You get called out. Straight in there, called out. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's that philosophical question isn't it you're driving a train and if you go if you go one the train is out of control and if it goes one way you're going to kill a hundred people if it goes the other way you're going to kill five people but they're your your children yeah what do you do it's that kind of thing there's no answer to it and suddenly you know pierce morgan is like the the, the setting the agenda of of uh, ethics and stuff but so that has been the news and that didn't and i know it's it's slightly different because we're in run up to a general election and stuff 
But sometimes you'll watch the news or you'll hear the news, even here, and you'll think, well, why is... Who decided that was the... Who decided that was news? Because there's other stuff... There's always stuff happening. Yeah. So well, who decides what... I can't think of any examples. If you want to know about radio news... You know, I worked as a one-woman band doing the, ra- the radio news, and yeah. it was down to me what went in. I was given a list of things, and I had to work out what okay, was important okay. and what wasn't. Okay, okay. Ah, okay. Who gave you the... Where did the list of things come from? Well, some was from... When I was working for the BBC, one was from the General News Service, which services the whole of the BBC, gives you all the big national and international stories. And then I'd throw, you know, I'd, I'd put the um, local news stories in as well. Here's the thing, because of course there will be conspiracy theorists listening going, well, of course it's the Jews, you know, it's the Jews that Blimey, control. Right, okay. There'll be, there will be the hardcore conspiracy theorists, let me just say, of course I don't think that for a second. But there, I, and I've heard it, I've heard people actually say, well, of course it's, 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 it's all the news is run by the Jews. And there are actual real people like that. Sorry if anyone was offended by that, but that's an actual real state of mind that people who, who are able to vote <laughs> actually have in this country. And there will be people, make, possibly at the other end of the spectrum, I don't know if there's a, who will just accept that these are the most important stories of the, you know, these three or four stories are the most important stories of the day. But I just wonder, I think a lot of the printed, printed I mean internet news is what will get the most clicks, what will yeah. get the most people pressing When it comes down to button. it, the editor will decide what goes in and what goes out. I think, you know, I think they have to be less picky these days because they've got to put so much more in. In terms of online stuff. Yeah. In terms of online stuff. I mean, stuff. most of that stuff will not make the newspaper. It's interesting. I've not quite phrased the question properly either because I'm trying to ask something ever so slightly different and I can't quite work out what it is. So let me think on it for the next 24 hours. Well, I, I don't think I have the language really to express it. I just Sometimes I listen to the news and I think, well, why is that one above that one? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're done in the order of importance. Yeah, and then there's um, also awful rules like uh, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, yeah. Of course, in local radio, if there was um, a, an avalanche in, say, you know, Tibet, and a thousand people died, that's not really a story. Oh, hang on, two of them are from our local area. I've actually seen people punch the air. Yes, we got a story. And the t- the t- t- with sad news, the t- tragedy in Tibet where five thousand people lost their lives. Two of them are from Hertfordshire. Um, exactly. Hertfordshire it, 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 yeah, it would be that. It would be that. Because awful, but you have to justify being a local news service. You'll often hear of... I get why you hear about stories in Europe. I get why you hear about stories in America. I'm trying to think of an example. You, 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 you almost never hear about tragedies in Africa, mm-hmm. in this country. Almost never. The, the one example I can think of where you did was that terrorist attack in the shopping yeah, mall. Yeah, Kenyan shopping mall. Yeah. But generally you won't get to hear. And I sort of wonder why that is. I know our ties with Africa are, are less than we have with America, for example. So I get that. But part of me can't help but think, is it, is it because they're black? Is there is there an element of... Of not saying necessarily overt racism, are we as a nation less interested in in the tragedy in Africa? There may be there may be something in it that people are less shocked by awful things happening in countries that they presume to be less developed. Okay, um, and that's Mark, terrible, but it, that is that is the way the go. conscience goes. And here, Mark, who was part of the um, uh, Call of Duty 
session at the weekend says, the people that decide the news are the people with self-gain agendas. They'll always show their side of a political argument, but Twitter shows the other side. Shame that many voters use propaganda Facebook only. People that decide the news are the people with self-gain agendas. Uh, well, that... Don't, don't, don't you see that Twitter is the ultimate in people putting things Self, on because yeah. it, it bolsters what they think already? But then again, I also think in printed media, I'm talking about the, the papers, oh, that is gosh. true. Yeah, there is a, you know, each, that is true. Each, um, each newspaper plays to a market and they have to. But also each newspaper has a political agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very clear political a particular market. agenda. And, yeah. Um, you know, you won't, you will see very few stories in the mail criticizing, you know, the conservatives. Mm-hmm. And in the mirror, you'll see very few stories criticizing Labour. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of yeah. pretty much. And people read those papers because they, you know, they agree with a it. A lot of people read those so papers because they tell them what they want to hear. The yeah. echo chamber has been going on for decades before Twitter yeah, absolutely. was invented. What a world. But I can tell you, not that you'll believe me. But having worked as a journalist for a, a long time, yeah. I've never had a phone call from above going, by the way, you want to spin it this way. No, exactly. But you're not going to believe but, that. But it could then be argued that you were hired by the BBC. Because? You were a young woman who was of a slightly slight political bent. It could be argued. I'm not it, saying that's it true. It could be I'm argued just... unless you'd worked in that particular station where you realised you didn't give a monkeys about anything like that. But then there's the whole argument about the Boris Johnson footage that the BBC used today of mm-hmm. him laying a wreath. Now, he, apparently he laid the wreath at the, the Remembrance Service yesterday upside down. Yeah. But the BBC breakfast this morning didn't show that. They showed him laying it perfectly because it was footage from three years ago. Yeah, that is strange. And conspiracy theorists, not even conspiracy theorists, people could argue, well, that possibly implies uh, a a, a prejudice. It's a huge cock-up. I tend to believe it's a cock-up. I tend to believe it's down to bad labelling. I read online, I don't know if it's true, that that clip was used earlier to show what we could expect and it was was then in a computer system labelled as Boris Johnson wreath-laying and... I kind of tend to believe that. But probably because that confirms our bias. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we would say that. We used to work for BBC. Yeah. It's a funny old, uh, well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to I think quiet. it's right to question things. God, yeah. But now I think sometimes you can question things too much. Yeah, and... and sometimes just get on with it and just mm. accept it. All right, Daryl. Hello. Are you wearing a polo neck? I'm wearing a polo neck. I like that. I couldn't carry one off. Oh, yeah. Or a roll neck. A roll neck is more appropriate, isn't it? I couldn't carry... I'm not... wasn't saying it in a... Oh, my God. I was saying it in a slightly envious, I can't carry those off kind of way. I'm not sure I can either. It's looking good. Do you think so? Mm -hmm. It's like the milk A little bit like a Bond villain. Think. It's also a bit suffocating. I'm not sure if it was a good idea for the radio. You know, I like the free neck. Bit, I, yeah. like, I like space around my neck. To I might. To... Uh, you live and learn. I might Have you got anything again. underneath that? I haven't. Oh, schoolboy error, mate. If you're wearing a jumper, you've got to have something on underneath. Do you? You go into a really hot room. Well, that's true. Then you can. Or a cold one because it's cold in here and I can already feel the. It's been a very nipply show tonight. I've felt a lot of nipple. Can I show you my nipple? Please. Because I've shown it to Catherine and she thinks my nipples are small. Yeah, let's have a look. Get about. Oh, they are small. Oh, oh, oh. His nipple shamed me. I think it's because. <laughs> he went straight in there. 
Do you know why I think it is? It's because yeah. you're quite broad-chested, and so they do get a bit lost there. I'll get stuffed, you. Are they, t- are they tiny nipples? I'm gonna, uh, tomorrow I'm going to measure my nipples, and we're going to just talk to men about the size of their nipples. Good. Something we don't do often enough, I think. That sounds um, good. You have wasted your time talking about nipples, uh, Daryl. Oh, are we done? 58.30. 58.30? Oh, that's no time at all, is it? You should have been banging on about nipples all the time, you Thanks dirty old man. Thanks for the memories, man. boys. Um, hey! Because on the show tonight, we're going to we're gonna bring together North Korea and South Korea, and frankly, 15 seconds is not a, not a lot of time. <laughs> Stop. Then stop. That's, that. a, that's a big, that's a big old thing. If that happens, that is awards winning. Right. Um, it's too late for this year's awards, so I will win the awards. <laughs> we will be back tonight at ten. This is Talk Radio. We are Talk Radio.